Did you finish your beer? Yeah. It was like a 12-ounce beer. You had some of it. I had like two sips. Well. That is a hard alcohol. Salud nonetheless. Uh, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to T3G. This is the Tangents Podcast. My name is Dalibor. I am joined today by my wife, my lovely wife. Erica. How are you I'm doing? Erica. How are you feeling today? Just eh. Just eh. I feel you. That's like every day, almost. Well, it is the Corona times. Yes. <laughs> the corona. What was it? The season, the the season finale of America. Season finale of America. Uh, yeah. I like the. What did you just say? The the uh, Biden has been elected so many times. He's the sixty fifth president. Sixty seventh. Whatever. What said, but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I know. T- today they were like, all right, it's official, official. Electoral college says so. And Trump's like, nah, 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 nah. We got we to gotta look into it still. We got to look into it. There's been some shit. Like, it's just let it go. Waste. Like, let it fucking go. Whatever. Like, let it the fuck go. So, uh, we are going to be going on tangents. But I do want to talk about kind of a follow-up. We were going to do this sooner, but uh, just didn't. Uh, follow-up to the video that I did um, by myself talking about... Uh, like fatness and i honestly didn't even watch that video because i have a feeling that it was going to make me angry probably yeah probably um i i stand by um my position that fat phobia is not a thing um i disagree i well hear me out i i don't think it's i just don't think it's a thing because nobody's afraid of fat people like we we like to bottle these concepts up in a single word so that we can throw it at someone as a weapon. You call somebody a racist. That's a that's a weapon. You're throwing a weapon at them. As opposed to addressing the actual behavior that they are engaging in. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have a lot of fucking shit escalate for no reason. People get defensive when you say racist. People get way more defensive than they would be if you were like, wow, that was a really ignorant thing to say. They may not realize that the thing they said was ignorant. So you say that was a really ignorant thing to say. They might say, but why? Mm. If you say that was racist as fuck, I'm not a fucking racist. But then you can still explain why. <laughs> but they're not ready to hear why at that point. You're calling them something they're not. You are, you are challenging their very existence. Not like a this thing that you did was stupid or whatever. Like it was ignorant or it was hateful. This thing that you did. But if you say that was racist as fuck. They see it as I'm being called racist. I'm not racist. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it's, I think it's, and we do it a lot. We do it sexism. We do it, like, you call somebody. Fatphobia. It, but, right, but that's the thing. You're trying to use that thing as a weapon. You're trying to, like, people say fatphobic. And there might be someone. There are, one... there are lots of people, without question. There are lots of people that are. They don't like fat people. Yeah. For whatever the fuck reason they have for themselves, that's their own internal bullshit. But but there are people who don't like fat people. But but there are people who don't even want to be associated with fat people because okay. they feel that it, I guess, reflects on who they are as a person or they are right. scared of becoming fat because I think that they, I, th- I think to a degree, it's kind of how people explain, I've heard the case before, that some people are afraid to let people of color, particularly black people, into power because there's that fear that you will be 
if you're a white person, that you would be treated as badly as you have treated black people. Like, there's a fear of retaliation. Right. I think to a degree there's um, similarities that you can draw between, um, like, the fatness, where it's like people are afraid that, you know, they, they do everything they can to keep from getting fat. Right. And that they, uh, I think that they recognize that if they were to, like, let themselves go, that they would be treated badly because they probably know how they've treated people that are larger than them i see what you're saying i see what you're saying um and and i see that like i can see where that's coming from um i definitely understand like the the beauty industry and i I, i'm just gonna go out and say it uh this is primarily a female thing men don't experience the kind of bullshit you guys do we just don't we just don't like 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 i've I've been there are men that experience i'm sure i'm sure there are examples i'm sure there are examples but I've known a lot of fat dudes. Yeah. And besides, like, chicks not being into fat dudes, there's not really anything that's like, oh, you're a fat guy, I see. Like, you can't do this, that, or the other thing. No one's no one's laughed at me. No one's looked at me weird for asking a question about a size or whatever the fuck at a store. But, like, I have seen women treat larger men shitty just for the sure. fact that they're larger. And it's not to say that you have to be attracted to it, but I think you need to have... The minimal respect as opposed yeah, to people but I are think like, ew, gross. A hundred percent. But I think that's also the same. Those are the, those are the same chicks that are going to do this, the same thing to women. Oh, yeah. For so sure. So those are the same. So I, I and yes, there are a hundred percent men that do the same thing. So the, the men and women that are shitty to fat people are the men and women that are going to be shitty about a lot of things. True. Those are not the people you want to hang out with, A. Those are they have problems of their own. Maybe they were raised. Maybe mom was fat and dad beat her, and now you as grown up, you see, oh, he's beating her because she's fat and lazy and whatever, mm-hmm. and like all the things he says to her. I'm not gonna be that because I don't want to get hurt. Right. So then they're coming from a place of that's a bad and dangerous place to be at. So you just lash out against it because you should know better. Like, there's just, and that's just one possible example. There could be any number of situations. Like, I just don't, what what I have a problem with is this sense of entitlement. And this is primarily the newer generation. I don't know anybody our age or older that is like, why doesn't Abercrombie and Fitch have a size for me? They might I'm ask that it. person. Right, but you might ask it, but you're not on fucking Instagram being like making a fucking thing out of it, right? Like you might want to wear that shit cuz you are interested in the fashion of it. Right. And you are you are like, why don't they have it? But you're like the Gen Zers are on the internet complaining, like trying to make a movement out of why doesn't Whatever the fuck stored, whatever trendy store. Well, because they're a multi-million a... dollar corporation that has the ability to, and people have said, "I have money, and I want to buy these yeah. things." And it's a bad business decision. I 100%. guess unless unless your unless your stance on things is we are only trying to fit people that we find attractive, which is kind of what they said, and why I don't buy anything from them anymore. Because I was able. I mean, like I'm an in between size, and I used to be able to fit in their stuff. I was. 
it was on the higher end of it and I couldn't fit everything, but every once in a while I could, but I have not set foot in an Amber Crabby and Fitch store probably since high school. And and even at my on my lightest, it's always been like that we're just I mean, obviously we're just using this as an example brand, but like this isn't a I haven't had any specific interaction with them. But I've always just seen it as like that's like the rich, popular kids brand. Like I'm not even interested. Like mm-hmm. I personally yeah. never just even Plus, I don't really like, I mean, you know, I, this is my brand. I, I wear my shit now. Yeah. Like, there was a while where I was wearing, like, fat guy clothes. I had Arizona Jean Co. all over myself because <laughs> they're the ones who made fat guy clothes. Right. But, like, I liked their clothes. They were sturdy jeans, like, shit that lasted me a long time. Right. Like, I was a very, very much a practical buyer of clothes. Like, I was not a fashion dude. Like, everything I bought was, it had to last long. And it had to fit. Those are the only two requirements I needed. Like right. I, but like now that we become this more, I mean, the the materialism in this country, let alone society itself, has just exploded. Um, that I think now people are just looking at it even harder, and now it's you have people like young fat kids, mm-hmm. and more often than not, young fat women, who are just complaining that these brands don't have shit and i fully well, believe that it is a bad business decision oh, for sure because like there are people with money make them the thing that they will give you the money i say I, that shit for comics I all the time i'm like put out this book though, i will buy it <laughs> like, i think you have to understand though that we're looking at it from like uh we're looking back on it now but if if i remember correctly and correct me if i'm wrong at the time that abercrombie and fitch was getting uh people mad at them because they were refusing to create larger sizes kind of the only place that you could go as a plus size woman like even girl was uh maybe like sears in the ladies department but then you're getting into like the mom jeans and the blouses and very much like i'm in my late 30s early 40s around that time kind of clothing or there was lane bryant but again, I feel like around that time, Lane Bryant was still kind of like, you're a mom, but you're fashionable. And so it still was sort of like the more adult, like maybe business casual going to like a picnic and wanting to look a little nicer. But it wasn't fashionable per right. se. And and then your next option after that was Torrid came along. And if I remember correctly, oh, yeah, I think Torrid was an offshoot of Hot Topic. So it was like Hot Topic Plus. So they limited themselves because originally I think what they had was mostly like sense. they did have lingerie. I think they had um, bustiers. They had, but it was more like I used to... it was more like plus size like band T-shirts and, uh, you know, the like um, bondage pants. Right. And maybe there was like a blouse and it had skull and crossbones on it right. which they still have stuff like that but they have extremely expanded to be like hey we're your like business casual stop you want to go dancing we've got clubbing well, yeah, outfits we've got everything because ba- band t-shirts and like pop culture shit has seen a major shift mm-hmm. uh the pop culture shit is like if i go to a a hot topic i want to be able to buy any marvel superhero right. any dc superhero Every single one of the kids from Stranger Things. 
Like I want to be able to buy the whole shebang. So all of the clothing out of that had to turn like band t-shirts. I would wager if I walked into a hot topic right now, you might see a four, maybe eight foot section of band tees. Maybe. I just don't think it's as big because there used to be a whole wall. One side yeah. of the store was all band tees. And I just don't think that's For a thing. Sure. I think that's become such a, a niche market mm-hmm. because people who are into music are typically older now. And like the younger kids who are like hardcore into bands, they're often into shit that's not big. Right. So like they're not, you know, like there's not a Lincoln Park of the modern era. Yeah. And the people who not like Lincoln really. Park are in their fucking 30s and 40s. Right. <laughs> like, but my point being, at the time, your choices were, I don't, it was like, I don't want to look like a mom and I don't necessarily want to look like, oh, what are they called? Like a Lolita doll. <laughs> you know? Jeez. So... I, I don't think it was too much to ask that people that were above, I don't know, like, I think they maybe went up to size 13 in juniors at Sears at the time, maybe. Right. But again, it was like, hey, could I please just get a gingham shirt with three quarters sleeves that buttons up and fits me? I'd like that too, please. Yep. Yep. I and f- then people I feel were that. like, no, you're fat. How dare you want choices? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? So that I think that's the big problem with that. I personally, growing up and having, I guess, maybe matured more into having an option. Whoa. Couch. 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 Down. Such a little prissy bitch. Boy down. Couch. Oh, he's laying on the floor, whatever. Whatever. Um... I think that I was uh, I was disadvantaged to a degree in the fact that when I was in my teen years, I didn't immediately have access to the best looking stuff for my body. Right. But it came around around that time. And so I had more options and it's grown since then. Yeah. Um, It's definitely become a better market. Yeah. I mean, I remember I used to only be able to shop Sears big and tall catalog. Right. And that was almost exclusively like. Harley shirts, like biker yeah. shirts, and then like plaid and flannel, and like. So then you know what that's like. So like, it, but there, I feel there like you definitely... still don't care. Like I think like if you needed to have a Harley shirt, you'd be like, "Fuck Harley don't. shirt." I mean, shit. Look, look at look <laughs> at the one T-shirt that I bought that is like a brand T-shirt was that Captain America shirt. Right. Like, I've tried. You know, when I've been at conventions, I see a really dope hoodie. Hey, what's the biggest size hoodie you have? 3X. And it's like 2X. Yeah. And I like look around. And I'm not the only fat guy there. No. Shockingly. And I'm like, are y'all not aware who's here? And they're like, oh, we might have some stuff online. And I'm like, by the time I get home, I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. That like the same, like they could have had my money. I mean, that's the thing. There's when you're several, there, you would put the money down. There's several brands, especially at conventions, that could have had my money. The the like weird science shirt and the hood, the 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 science shirt I bought you, the, the uh, yeah. have, like, have faith in science or whatever the hell. Uh, the power of science. The power of science compels you, yeah. That that was a, a booth. That was a big-ass booth. Yeah. And they had 5X shirts. Yeah, that yeah, tank yeah. shirt I is from that. that. And the Thor shirt is from that. I think I bought four shirts. I bought you two and I bought me yep. two. And that's the only time I bought clothing at conventions. Because the, they, they were the your size. Exactly. But you did like what was on them, too. I did like what was on them. But it's like, if I had just... 
seen that online, yeah. I don't know that I would have bought it. Mm. But it was like, I'm at a convention. I'm here to spend it. money. You can make I sure can the 5X it. is actually a 5X. Exactly, exactly. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy these. But ever, like, more so recently, I'm very much more interested in just making my own shit. Right. So, like, I like the the advent of, oh, there are all the, the T-Springs and the T-Publics and fucking 30 other ones where you can just order a T-shirt online. So, like, I'm not limited to my five gray and five black shirts but that I made for myself. Now. Like, you wouldn't have had that. I mean, I think the I, no, was yeah, not definitely. terrible when we were growing up. Like, you still didn't, you wouldn't have had that option. No, I didn't. I didn't. I wore polos. I wore polos since junior year of high school. Because that's all I could buy. Right. Fat dudes were big co- corporate men. They wore polos. I think. <laughs> like. And, and uh, I'm, I struggle with this. I'm a little, I don't know. Uh, I struggle with it myself. And I recognize that it's something that. Oh, he's trying to go eat some grab. Oh, so you were saying. I was saying. Um. I sometimes have trouble deciding how I should feel or like what position I should take on things because I'm an in-between size. I go anywhere from like a size 10 to a size 14. So sometimes I'm on the like straight size and sometimes I'm on the plus size. Uh, So um, how to explain it? I do like the body acceptance movement. But sometimes I worry that it does get, I suppose, radicalized when people act like you have to embrace it for everyone and everything and yourself. And yeah. that there's like no accountability or no, I guess, thought to it. Um, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think this that- this is the stuff that keeps me up a lot because it's sort of like I never know what position to take or where I stand on it and this right. and that. But uh, I guess it's sometimes when I look at it, I think um, I kind of um, of I'm sort of of the mind that if a place wasn't going to cater to plus size, then I think that plus size companies should open up. And if you're going to take your money there. I don't think that a plus size company needs to cater to straight sizes. And if I feel that way, I don't know that I necessarily need to feel that a straight size company needs to cater to plus size. Um, I think it was just more of the way that Abercrombie was shitty about it because they yeah. had, and I'm had sure the other ability. Company, yeah. And I'm sure other companies have been as well. Yeah. It, it's, like this is why I won't shop at Lululemon um, was just their attitude about stuff. Cause when I went and this was years ago and now they do have plus size, but I, I won't go. I won't go. Because the first time I ever went into a Lululemon, knowing... Aren't they at MLM? No. I don't think so. I think they're at MLM. They've got, like, storefronts. Like, you can go to the mall and go to, like, a Lululemon Yeah, you could buy Mary Kay at fucking Target, too. What's your point? Oh, I don't know. I don't think they're an MLM. I think (laughs) they're just a company. I was just reading something the other day that that mentioned them in, like, a list of MLMs. But, like, I've been getting in better shape, and I think at that point I was maybe a size 12, I want to say. And I came in and they were just like, they acted like they were like allergic to my presence. And when I asked about sizing, they kind of sized me up and was were like. That the, was that the place where we went and you were asking about the, the like brand ambassador program? No, 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 no. That's Athleta. Athleta has uh, higher But stuff. I felt like they were also kind of dismissive of you because you were not like the 
athletic, like, ideal no. athletic personality. No, no, no. They just, the, the location that I went to, I mean, okay, this is like a sidebar of a sidebar. I will say that I was disappointed in the way that they handled dealing with me because I was interested in their, um, like, uh, ambassador program. Right. Yeah. And so I went there and said I'd like to do it. But apparently at the time, only certain stores had the ability to select their own ambassadors. Mm. Like you'd be an ambassador for Athleta, but you were, I guess, like vetted or authorized through a store. Like you were attached to a store. Kind of like that. So it'd be like this store can pick one or two people. Right. This other one can't. So at the time, that store was not authorized to have any. I see. So they were like, we can't do any. Which is ironic because they were kind of in a hoity-toity rich yeah, area. Yeah, and they, they did pretty well. So, no, when I contacted them, when I went there, um, they were just kind of like, we're, we don't have the availability right now. Like, try back. And so, like, I'd reached out to them, and I kept reaching out to Athleta directly. And, you know, they were like, well, apply at the place, keep looking for it, see if there's availability. And I just, you know, after trying for, like, X amount of years and being told no – I stopped, and even though I like reached out to them constantly, and I'd gone to the store and I gave them my information, they ended up doing an ambassador program not that long after the last time I went to see them, and then I just missed it. And so uh, I guess I can't blame them for not picking me if I wasn't in the ring at the time, but I had already reached out to them ahead of time, so I feel right. like they maybe should have had an idea about me you would think so um but that, that also but no, could be management and with, things. they ended up going with a very very conventionally attractive person which is not to say anything negative about that person because i i loosely know that person right. and they are a hard worker and they're very athletic and they wear the clothes and there's no reason they shouldn't have been right i just felt like i got the shaft and that right. has nothing to do with them and right they, and, that, and that's that's and that's like a, an important distinction to make like you're in no way shitting on someone because they, you know, won. Mm-hmm. You're just, hey, I was already there and it kind of seems like I wasn't even considered. Right. Like I was already saying like, hey, I'll do it. You know, like. Right. And then that goes for any number of things. Like if somebody was like, hey, I need somebody to cater my my wedding. And you were like, yo, I, I, I and you've been telling this person who's about to get married for years. You love cooking. You've been doing yeah. all these events, blah, blah, blah. And they just and they probably don't even, even like, ask. And your food or whatever. Yeah. Like, I would go into the store and I'd buy stuff from them. Yeah. I would post about their stuff. So. Yeah. And, and then they're, they're, they're just um, posting on Facebook saying, like, does anyone know a caterer? Yeah. And you, you, you as that caterer friend, you'd be like, wow. So. Okay. <laughs> that was disappointing. But no, that was a totally different thing. No, Lululemon. I went in there and I think I asked them about either a particular size pant or a skirt. I might not even have been anything specific. I asked them about something and they basically looked at me and were like, we don't have your size. <laughs> See, and that's, I feel like that's a fashion store slash fashion industry thing yeah. because I used to work across the street from a Torrid. And them bitches acted the same exact way. Like they were, they were like super dismissive. Mm-hmm. They like, at least from my, my perspective, like my from what I saw happen. Okay. You saw really big women go in there, right? And you saw all the, all the employees like would huddle up and giggle, or like thin women would go in there. Same thing. 
Um, like almost like what are you doing here like but it was just like you'd see it happen like they were always chatty with each other but it's just like when these things happened right literally i was like uh it was uh what's what's it called uh, st charles mall so i my radio shack store was on one side i saw the entire torrid storefront from my store mm-hmm. so like every time not every time but like when i would notice i was like oh wow like probably because i mean i'm not gonna say that i don't notice people like See a fat woman going. I'm like, all right, probably going to Torrid because mm-hmm. there was not there was no uh, Ed store. The oh, okay. corner, the corner stores. They, they, we didn't have one. We were just like in a dead corner. You do realize that fat women also go to jewelry stores and stores that there, aren't um, their size to no, buy gifts for people. Absolutely. I, 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 so I, you made assumptions of a of fat course, woman of walking course. in the I'm, direction of Torrid. I'm not. Okay. Ew, you broke the point. <laughs> I'm right, but what I'm. I mean, I didn't like go and huddle up with people and be like, ha ha ha, look at no. that. I was just, I noticed, I wasn't like telling people about it, but yeah. I'm just saying like, I would be cleaning up or whatever the hell I'm doing, finishing up with a customer, look up, see someone walk in that direction, and then I see them go in, and they sometimes wouldn't say hi, and I, I thought that was just rude as shit. Yeah. It was a dying mall, so I, like to me, I was, I was saying hi to every single person passing by. Like, I was trying to get as much business in my store as I could, so for me, I was like, y'all are stupid. <laughs> like, right. So, like, sometimes they wouldn't say hi, but then, uh, like, other times I would just see them legitimately be, like, hi, and then, like, would scurry off behind the counter, and, like, the three of, because there was, like, mm-hmm. three three women that always worked there. They would just, like, huddle up together and then kind of, like, look back at her. And well, I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Maybe like, when you were working there, Torrid was newer, so people might not have known what it was. Um, and also, Torrid has, I think, changed their sizes over the years. I feel like when I first started going, they started at size 12. It was like 12 to 18 or 20. I could be wrong, but it wasn't. But I think now maybe they even go up to 24 and they go down to 10, which like 10 is still considered straight size. Because I think when I was going there and I was a 12, that was considered zero. And now they have like double zero. And that's a 10, I think, is how it works now. I got to give you I got to give you a hats off because for you to navigate female clothes sizing is a challenge in and of itself you've tried you explained it to me and i still don't fucking get it <laughs> like there are so many numbers and they start at different ranges and the double zero what well, the fu- why can't that just be and zero and then zero is the, one the problem <laughs> with the shopping too is that and you will find this and it's like if you I probably see it more because obviously the type of stuff I look at caters to me more on like Instagram and TikTok and, and anything else and, and uh, YouTube, Facebook. Right. Um, but like there you will constantly see, at least I constantly see posts where they're kind of like, what is up with pant sizing for women? And you'll have women that will take, you know, like, I don't know, a thousand dollars and they'll go to 10, you know, 10 or 20 uh, stores that people know, they'll go to like Target, they'll go to uh, Old Navy, they'll go to Abercrombie & Fitch, they'll go wherever, and they buy, and they the buy size? size 14, and then they like lay them on top of each other, and one will be like this, yeah, one will be like this, and then the other one's like this, and it's like, this is a size 14, it should be the same, whereas with men, and it's not to say that places don't mess it up, but it's like inches, it's in I inches, have, I have, the I inches have, are inches. Yeah, because here's the thing. I don't get the I don't get the numbers at all. Like to me, twelve, even twelve inches. Mm-hmm. I've met someone who was twelve inches at the waist. 
Because literally her, like, end to end of her waist was this, mm-hmm. which is about six inches. And, like, she was she had a 12-inch like, waist. The 12 doesn't her size, inches. Exactly. Yeah. Her size was double zero, and even that was uh, uh, um, loose on her. Right. And I was just like, so what is your actual waist size? And most like, of us don't know unless you weigh your unless you like measure yourself that, if you're buying something and you're looking and at like a size sense. chart. Like, and that's the thing is like all of these numbers. Whereas I'm just like, like waist and inseam. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two numbers I need to know. Yeah. Like on a practical level, if I'm buying a shirt, I don't have to know any of these numbers because they measure for this stuff. I think it's for been, upper body they'll measure. I, T-shirts yeah. are like XL double whatever, five X. Pants, I need to know two numbers. You guys have bra sizes and waist size and hip size and yeah. cup sizes, not necessarily bra size. Like I said, the the number <laughs> game, like you tell me like you're not great at math. Some people say they're not great at math. Women are math fucking geniuses well, as far as I'm I learned concerned. something about bras that I didn't realize. I learned this, I want to say like about 10 years ago. I thought, I used to think that the uh, the measurement was your measurement, right? And that the cup was how big your your boobs are. That but makes like sense. the measurement should be your rib cage, but okay. the cup size d- like varies. It doesn't go. It doesn't. It's not like linear like you would think it would be. It's weird. And they have like sister bra sizes too. It's it's complicated. I always thought it was like, okay, well, if somebody's, you know, a 40 triple F, they're going to have huge boobs. That's terrifying. Which they might. But if you have somebody that's like a 30 double F, they might only be the same cup size as I am. They just have a smaller rib cage. But because of like the ratio or something, it's weird. Yeah, that hurts my brain to such a degree that I can't describe but, like, so to kind of get back to what we were saying, to, like, um, as far as, like I said, I, I think you have, you and women in general have been treated very poorly by the fashion industry in general, mm-hmm. like, on a very broad level. And I have personally seen situations where individually, at a store level, uh, in interactions, people get shitty treatment and people get... Uh, I mean, like you said, you've been laughed at for asking shit. Yeah. That blows my fucking mind. Never once have I been laughed at for asking for a size. Even at the fat guy store, I have, I, I, I lean like weirdly at my fucking size. I'm like middle of the road. Yeah. And to me, that doesn't make sense because I'm thinking like, how are you live? It is odd because like I know guys that are bigger around than you. But I know very few people that are as tall as you. I'm a I'm, I'm, I'm a cardinal sin in the fat guy community. I'm a so cardinal so sin in the fat guy community. Go, it's weird to me when we go into the big and tall to see that they make stuff for dudes that are even taller and even bigger around than you. They make and shit. And I'm like, they, where are these dudes? I've never seen they them. They make shit. They're yeah. probably hiding because people well, cause, are assholes. Well, because weren't you saying before, like our last podcast, you said that uh, you were looking for a dude that was that was uh, tall. And, and and fluffy, and you couldn't find him. And I was like, you could have just gone into a fucking DXL at any time. <laughs> I should have been bursting at the DXL. <laughs> just showing up, be like, you know, just like shopping around, Isn't you know, there, just like, an browsing. Olive garden right nearby. I should have just like parked outside <laughs> with a tray of 
fettuccine alfredo yes I'm like hey yes. how you doing yes i got this two for one coupon <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that that's that's a smart but that's La- ladies ladies if you're looking for it's a- making an assumption that they're eating like that <laughs> And they might not be. First of all, it doesn't have to be fettuccine alfredo. You can have a salad on there. You can have a whole mix. You can have whatever you want, Just baby. saying. Ladies, this is a smart plan. Uh, I, I put my fat guy rubber stamp on it. Uh, this is this is how you get a man. You stand outside of DXL with some fucking with some fettuccine alfredo. Yes. Uh, man. Cause, but like, that's I'm like, looking for my king size. Ha! Yes. Yeah, I'm telling you. But that's the thing. Like, I've never been looked at weird when I ask for a big shoe size. People are just like, oh, wow, you got big feet. Yeah. No one's ever been like, holy shit, you're huge. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got big feet. Yeah. You know, like, and, uh, it, it but even. But I suppose, uh, like, even, they don't really have attendance as much in stores anymore. But have you ever gone into, see, because the thing is, like, you were maybe going to Kmart or Kohl's even. I was ordering. I was only ordering. When I went with you, we went to, was it Kohl's? When I got down to a 50 waist and I bought pants at yeah. Kohl's. I made a big fucking deal out of it because I hadn't bought, I hadn't bought pants in a store since seventh grade. Right, because um, I have been in situations where it's been an awkward situation where um, whoever's working at the store has actively tried to discourage me from trying something on because I'm assuming that they were afraid that I would bust it open or something. You better not pee that I'd break it or whatever. Right. And I mean, I guess I can't fault you for caring about your stuff. And if somebody clearly, clearly wasn't going to fit into something, I, I don't know what the proper way around that would be. But it was like, it, you have two options. You can either just tell them like, well, go fuck yourself. And you walk out and you take your money where? Nowhere else. Because no one else has your fucking size. Right. Or uh, you try it on and it fits it. and then you buy it and you fucking smirk the whole time because you can suck my dick. It fit just fine. In fact, there was room, so. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I've never been in that position. Like, if anything, I like, at, at Fat Guy stores, I have, I am almost seen like a overwhelming desire to like earn my money. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. To, to the degree of like, is very, like I feel like the way I feel when I'm at, a, at oh, you trying want shit these out. Pants? What color do you like? These three color shirts go with them. How about ties? You want ties? I, Shoes. I legitimately feel like I could legit just like on accident rip a shirt wide the fuck open, right. and they'd be like, you know what? We'll get you a different size. Let's do a quick measurement. Like I feel like they would just wash it over because that shit does not. I mean. Here, that's another problem is that they're probably using child labor somewhere or like questionable conditions. Jesus, you went there. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go there. But oh, like, the, you know, people are talking about, oh, you should spend more money. If you're a larger size, you should spend more money because more fabric. But at the end of the day, like that shirt probably cost them maybe $5, maybe. And Couch. they're and they're selling it for 50 And so it is your God-given right to rip that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> your God-given yeah. right to rip that shirt. Bo, go lie down. Couch. Because you know what? They're either going to just write it off as a loss or insurance or whatever, or right. they're just going to order another shirt for $5 and charge the next person $65 and they're fine. Right. Couch. Because they can discount that stuff like 60% and still make money. Because that's how much they mark it up. Couch. Bo, lie down. 
Yeah, and as we were talking about this earlier, is is the the price of shit. You know, people say, oh well, you know, bigger sizes cost more because there's more material. To a point, yes, but then somebody brought up a real, real, real point of why do baby clothes cost thirty fucking dollars? Depends on the baby clothes, though. A lot of times, but yeah, like you I can pick, it. you can pick up like a five dollar, yeah, onesie or whatever but for I a baby. Five dollar adult shirt. Exactly. Right. And they're both cheap. And they're both cheap and shitty. Right. But you get something nice. A child onesie, which is less than even a small T-shirt fabric, yeah, costs more money than that T-shirt. Yep, almost always. Oh yeah. So, the the logic is not there. I'm okay. I personally am okay with paying more for my clothes. To me, I do see it as a fat tax. Again, I I am in a situation where the majority of my weight problem is self-induced. I know this is my like this is nobody else's fault. Right. Like this is not a this is not a thing that happened to me. This isn't like, oh, I don't have the necessary medication. I do not have a medical condition. Like we know we know somebody who has a medical condition. I think I talked about her in the last video. Uh it like from her wedding to the next time I saw her, I like I went to visit at their house, it was like a couple years later. And I was talking to her husband and I was like Yo, like, I'm legitimately concerned. Like, she's gained a shit ton of weight. Mm-hmm. And I was genuinely, like, not about her fucking size, but I just. Yeah. That's that's family to me. Like, I, I, I love that woman. Her. Like, I like I was like, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's bad when I gain a lot of weight in a short period of time. So I was like, dude. And then, like, not, maybe not even another two years later. And he had said, like, I brought it up to her, blah, blah, blah. And uh, not even two years later, I see her. And she was basically down to, like, day one when I met her. She was still, like, a chubbier girl. Uh, but, like, back to where I felt like she she seemed comfortable. She seemed healthy. Um, and she seemed that's kind of where she's been at. And even after a kid, I went to her. I was like, yo, what's your secret? Because <laughs> I'm like, I, I need something. I'm like, everything I'm trying is not working. She was like, so it turns out I have a thyroid situation. Mm-hmm. I had been on thyroid medication. Yeah. My one doc, I had a doctor that was like, this isn't the way. Like, this isn't doing anything for you. Just stop taking it. Because mm-hmm. uh, doctors are, to their, to their credit, doctors typically are trying to get you off of medication. Right. They're not trying to have you take medication. Uh, so this doctor was like, stop taking medication. It's not doing anything for you. The next, she ended up getting a different GP. And the GP was like, no, you, you have a thyroid condition. You need to take your thyroid medication. And uh, she she started taking it again, and it resolved whatever yeah. that situation was. So, like, I don't have that problem. Th- that For me, it's not a medical thing. I was – I don't want to say but I was like, thin. I was never, like – Do you know that you don't have a thyroid problem? Have you had that tested? No, but, I like, my behavioral changes have directly led to me losing or gaining weight. Right. So it's not something where, like, I'm eating less and I'm gaining weight. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's never been that. For me, it's very much, like – I got to America. I started eating way more sugar. Holy shit, way more sugar because I started eating cereal and all this shit. Uh, butter was a thing. I never knew about butter until I got here. Uh, like, you know, like I ate, I ate so much more processed shit. We used to make all of our food, then we didn't. You walk less. You know, I walk You're not way less. Doing as hard of work. My mom. Well, I'm just talking about even just when I first got here. Yeah. I mean, I gained. If I was to guess, I, pr- I mean, plus I was. Pu- I hit puberty. So, like, I shot up vertically. Yeah. And on top of that, 
my mom was super scared of everything. So like, I wasn't allowed to go out. I didn't go hang out with people. I didn't like, I walked to school and back and that's it. Yeah. And I stayed in my apartment. And then when we moved to, to the suburbs, uh, basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I got yelled at because I stayed out one night, literally on the other side of the apartment complex where I used to live playing soccer. I was playing soccer. Me, me and my cousin were playing soccer and I came home and she was like, I told you to be back by seven, blah, blah, go to sleep without food. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. I didn't get dinner. Like, I was I was crying because I was like, I was so afraid because she had gotten so mad. Yeah. Like, that's the life I had. I was super incredibly sedentary. And that was a difference from when I was a kid in Bosnia. You walk everywhere. Everything was outside. There was no inside activity. You didn't do shit indoors. Indoors was where you ate, slept, and took a dump. Mm-hmm. After that, go do something yeah. like to, for for there to be even with TV. I felt like TV was an evening thing. I don't ever remember watching TV during the day. Yeah. yeah. Once when I was sick, you know, like other than that, TV was like an after dinner thing. Yeah. And even then you're going to sleep pretty soon after dinner. So like it was never uh, hours of TV. But when I got here, it was. School, sitting all day, a little bit of gym time, obviously. That's forced, thankfully. Like, come back home, and then it's me and the TV for all the rest of the hours. And the only time that changed is when I got more active. The year I met you, I literally... Kind of like this year, like kind of like this year when we started our diet a few couple months ago now, a few almost a few months ago. No, I think three now three. Um, no, two officially this week, two months. Um, so when we started our diet a couple months ago, it was very much like a whatever I had the night before. It doesn't matter how bad it was. Like I had because like, I like went hard the last couple of days. Right. Monday. I was having spinach and a carb and like I had a very specific thing of so like in 2011 that's what happened is I woke up one day and I went from four eggs cheese sausage six to eight pieces of toast I'll make a good ass breakfast stuff to two eggs microwaved maybe some greens like a sprinkle of cheese And that was a different universe. My mom even looked at me. She's like, "Was that? Is that going to be enough? And I said, it's going to have to be. Mm-hmm. Started walking every single day. And in one month, I lost 50 pounds. Yeah. Because I, mean, I changed all of my behavior. Weight, and that's the thing is that when you have exactly. that excess weight, it's easy to drop that initially. But then people plateau. And it just tends to kind of get harder and harder. Of course. Of course. And it's going to. Especially like when you get older. My mm-hmm. doctor said, uh, you're going to start have to lift it. You're going to have to lift now. Because uh, muscles stop growing at 40. Oh. I was like, noted. <laughs> Fucking noted. Like, I'm going to keep that shit in mind. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so I've got three years to, to bulk up. Other than that, I'm gonna. it's going to be difficult after that. For me, it was like basically once I started heading into puberty, which I did when I was younger, I think, like, I kind of like my body started changing around the time I was eight. And then I think I was like really like almost full into puberty when I was 10. Um, like that's when it all came on. Cause I had been really, I mean, in, in some ways I'd been sedentary, but in other ways I was very active. And like, I used to be able to do just for funsies, 
I would uh, hang off the bed and do a hundred curl ups, like for like hanging curl ups. Uh, what's funny is I used to do that bed. at Jewel. I used to do that at Jewel because I used to push carts. Yeah. And you know those double a uh, double lane corrals. Oh yeah. So I would sit on one end. I would tuck my legs yeah. under the middle, and I would do abs. Nice. So when I, and when I. That was, I mean, this was 2002, 2003 when I was there. Wait, but were you, like, hanging all the way down? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was just, like, I would go all the way back and yeah. do full, full up. And that's when I did in 2011. That was the other thing. Like, I would do a walk, and halfway in the walk, there was, a, like, a bench because it was over in the Bloomingdale um, that the loop around the reservoir. Um, I would – there's that bench. So I would do the same thing. I would kick my legs under the opposite side bench. And I would just do, I would do sit-ups. Yeah. And that was like the additional thing. And then when I didn't do that, I'd come home and I'd do abs right after. And yeah, I, I, I've actually struggled to try to remember what else I did food-wise. Because mm-hmm. um, like my mom was in charge of grocery shopping. So like it was very much like. You eat what's in the house. You eat what's in the house. So like I was thinking that I actually think I was just eating maybe four eggs a day like two in the morning microwave and two in the afternoon microwave because i don't think i literally can't remember eating anything else during that time well i mean if it was anything growing up like when i met your mom like you know deli lunch meat and processed cheese and eggs there wasn't bread there wasn't a whole lot of like fresh. yeah and i I gave up i gave up bread during that period or anything yeah i gave up bread during that period we didn't really have vegetables we might have, like, she might have made, like, a, a beans, you know, some grach. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I really think I was just super, super limited diet. I was walking every day. I started with one mile. And when that got boring and easy, I started doing three. Yeah. Um, and that was basically it. And then, then I met you, and you were like, have you, perchance, heard of flavors? Uh, <laughs> and here we are. Here we are trying to do this thing again, you know? Hey, but you know what? I'm I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of myself. Uh, I lost 30 plus pounds. I was over 500. I was over 500, and we don't know how far over because uh, I was weighed at 500 last year. And legitimately, my uh, my my trainer at the gym was like, uh, "We are not gonna do because it's a specialty machine that has to weigh me. It's the like the, the full body scan machine. It's the only thing that'll." That'll support me, basically, because it's the same thing they have to do at, at the, the doctors. Yeah. They have, like, a body scan machine. And um, they tested me at because it was funny because it was the same day. I went to the doctor and went to the gym. And I had the same – and I, like, from, you know, 11 a.m. at the doctor to, like, 3 p.m. when I did the thing at the gym, I gained, like, two pounds. <laughs> uh, and he's, I was, like, 501 and some change. And he was, like, listen – you're not making the changes necessary, and I don't see you taking this seriously. So we're not going to do this test anymore until I see you in here consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was that was fair. Um, you know, I I wasn't taking it seriously. I wasn't. You, you know. had to pay for that, so there's like no reason. They stopped. They start. Char- they stopped charging. Oh, okay. for it. They stopped oh, charging right. for it. They were paying for it originally. Uh, I was paying for it originally, but then they stopped charging oh. for it. Um, but. Regardless, he it was something that like it took time out of his day for me right. for me to meet up with him. It that machine also goes between a couple locations, so like he had to make sure he had it there. Mm-hmm. It, it there, so was there was an no effort. Point to, there was no point. 
Exactly. There, there is multiple reasons for him, but also on a very real level, Alex cares. Mm-hmm. Like Alex legitimately cares, and uh, he's the first like trainer dude because he showed me a video that he he was on American Ninja, uh, and he showed me his like little sample video that he made them, and he showed a video of himself when he was a kid, P- picture or video like when he was a kid, uh, and he was a fat kid. Like he wasn't as big as I am, but he was a fat kid. Aww. And now he's very fit and like scary fit. Some of the shit he does. Uh, but it's like. He's not crazy about it though. Like he works. He's out, not. Yeah. But he's, he's not. But he like, does like fun. He's not like crazy shit. Right. But he just like. does fun, crazy shit. Like he yeah. did that for his, for the second year that he tried to get on American Ninja Warrior. Uh, so the first year he did this like uh, a crawl across a bridge, <laughs> but he did a tall bridge. So he was like just vertical and he did the thing. For the second one, he found, like, a short-ass bridge over, like, a stream, and he did, like, a full tuck, like, seat, like seated thing. So he was just, like, his he was holding his whole lower half up, went across the whole thing, just, like, I was, like, dude, you're nuts. Like, that's so – but, like, he's not trying to do it for whatever. He just loves doing that shit. Well, I liked it, too, because he was kind of the first uh, fitness professional I met that uh, – didn't say like you have to be this size or you should weigh this because he asked me like what are your goals right and and i think he maybe asked me what i wanted to weigh because i've met fitness professionals that are like you should be this right um and so that was really like a breath of fresh air because i said for example um you know my body reacts different i mean everyone's does my body's especially reacts differently to different exercises and different things that I eat. Right. So it's one of those things where, okay, if I'm like not working out, but let's say I'm being calorie restrictive, uh, let's say I, that I would like to get down to 150. I don't know. It's just a number I'm throwing out. But I said I, I didn't mind being 180 if it was like muscle. Right. I wasn't worried about – so, you know, I do – I am – mindful of what the scale says i think it's a guide but i wasn't like beholden to it of i have to weigh this specific amount it was more of like if this then this if this then this yeah Yeah. and that's and that's the thing the same thing i told my doctor the other day um so i'll get to that in a second so i i had when he when he tested me i was 5501 and then early this year i ended up in the boot I even was more sedentary because I legit couldn't even move around the house. So I would like come down here and I would be down here until I had to go to work. Like I was not getting up even to like get myself a drink. Like I brought down a drink and if I drank it all, I drank it all. So like I'm sure I was, if I had to guess, I was probably 5'10", 5'15". That's a guess. I don't know, you know, but then. You know, you did the second study with the Nutrisystem. Um, it made a lot more sense. Like, I don't know, it just hit different because we had the same conversation the first time you did the the, the Nutrisystem. Yeah. Thing. Um, and it to me at that at that time it didn't even seem appealing. It didn't seem interesting. It didn't even seem like something I wanted to do. And for me, it's been hard because it's like the first time I did Nutrisystem. I lost a lot of weight. And granted, I was on it for three months, but I lost And you were also doing a shit ton of Zoom. That's part of it, too. I was doing a lot more workouts. Um, But the first time, it just was like, it just kind of felt relatively easy. Right. Until it didn't. Eventually, I hit a wall. 
Um, and then to do it this time was sort of like, it just felt like a lot harder because I'm a few years older and I don't know. You're older, but you're also way more sedentary. I mean, yeah. you're doing two classes of Zumba. You were pushing damn near a class a day yeah. before. Which is so like, like why you're talking 60 hours. No, no. that's not 60. That's not. I can't. Well, like six hours, yeah. like six to seven hours of, of Zumba right. of like hit workout. But then I injured myself because it was just. Well, much. right. That's it was too much. There's there's definitely pluses and minuses across the board of every approach. Right. So like you can't go too crazy with workouts. I think part of I think part of the, the reason I got into the boot um, this year is because um, I was trying weird shit with my workouts and out when I was doing them last year. And I think I ended up. Uh, I honestly think I ended up fucking it up this year. I, I don't think this was this was from like that original jump, like when I was nineteen. Oh yeah. Because uh, I was thinking about it, and uh, and when my doctor was telling me about it, like it didn't even hit me at that time, but this hit me like recently. When I started doing box jumps, I was I did it by myself, and I was jumping off as well as jumping on, and. Uh, I, like after like two or three, Alex had happened to like walk by and see me, and he was like, "Yeah, don't jump off of them. Like you could fuck your shit up. Yeah. Like climb off, jump back up. Yeah. The whole that's like the whole point is the 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 jump, not the landing. Um. So, but I think that might have been when I fucked it up because I was jumping off like, I mean, like a foot off the ground, but like I'm big as shit, so like. Well, and this is the problem I run into is that, um, you know, a lot of people will argue, well, if you really care that much about your health and if you really want to get in shape, nothing should stop you. The only excuse is yourself. Mm -hmm. And And to some degree, it's true. There's a lot of stuff that you can find online. There's a lot of things that you can do at home. That's not to say that you can't do anything. Like I was talking to, I have a friend who's a stay-at-home mom and she was saying, you know, she can't afford to go to the gym. She can't find the time to watch people, to find people to watch her kids. So she's like, what am I supposed to do? And there are like things you can do. And if you go on YouTube, you can find like, you know, workouts with laundry detergent bottles. Yeah, yeah. there's, Uh, you know, like, or there's even stuff where it's like, you know, ways to like play with your baby, but turn it into a workout. There's stuff that you can. That's why. I, that's what I do with pepper. pepper sometimes. Yeah. I'll be picking out pepper and just like. But yeah, so I mean, there's things you can do, but at the same time, you run the risk that if you're not being supervised by a professional, you can majorly mess up anything. Your feet, yeah, if your back, your whatever. If you're, if, especially if, if you're not familiar. Yeah. Especially if you're not familiar. If you're not familiar with workouts, like thankfully I have been in a situation where like I went to high school in the suburbs when we did weight weightlifting classes, like we had a dude who was like an actual uh like weightlifter like he because we had like our gym classes were weird we like alternated teachers because we like we had a weight day and we had a like an outdoor track day and each day each one of those days was like a different teacher yeah it was kind of weird now that i think about it i I don't understand the structure really but the weight days we had i forget his name but like the dude was He's built like the like those fucking massive squat dudes. Like he's like he's short, but he's like bulky as shit. Um, he was fat too, but like you could tell the dude was powerful. Like he had massive legs. I think he was probably doing deadlifting, and but like he knew what the fuck he was talking about when it came to weights. So like I knew how to like I learned in high school how to handle weights and how to you know not fuck my shit up from lifting shit in weird ways. Um, 
And then on top of that, like I've worked out with Hottis and Hottis has done a lot of research on the subject and he's very familiar with it because he really enjoys working out. Yeah. So like I, I'm lucky in that way. But yeah, if you're if you're not if you're not doing it right, if your stance is off even a little bit, mm-hmm. you could twist something in a weird way that'll fuck your day, life, week up. I think the like, other thing that people don't consider is that um I mean, if there's nothing else wrong with you health-wise, I think people put too much weight into weight. And there are people who just do not like to work out. They don't yeah. want to. They don't like yeah. it. They don't like how it feels. I, To a degree, I think for some people, it's just like it is going to be uncomfortable in the beginning because either you're just not as strong as you could or should be right. or you know, it's just harder because you're out of shape. And I do think to a degree you, if you're interested in it, you can train yourself into getting better and, and eventually liking it. Like I never particularly loved running, but I got better at it. And so like the better at it I was, the more enjoyable it was. And I did like the racing aspect of it. And just the kind of like um, seeing how personally I got better. But some people don't care about that shit. And I don't no, think they I have to. Running. I hate running hot as hate But there's some people that just don't want to work out at all. Like, they might like to go out and go dancing, but they're just doing that for fun. They're not doing it to work out. Yeah. But there are people who are genuinely like, I am 300 pounds. I hate yoga. I have no desire to run. I don't like getting on bikes. I don't like sweating. I hate this. I don't want to do any of it. I would rather watch soap operas or I would rather take my dog for a walk, which is fine in and of itself, like something easy. Like they're like, I don't I don't want to. And I don't see any reason that people should force people to want to or need to if they're fine otherwise. A hundred percent. No one should force anyone to do anything they don't want to do. A hundred percent. I I don't want to hear that kind of bullshit from anyone complaining about their weight though. Anyone complaining about the difficulties of being fat, the difficulties of being overweight, the difficulties of finding clothes or whatever the fuck. I don't want to hear those two ideas coming from the same person. Because then if you are bitching about your situation and then you're like, well, but I don't like doing any of this shit. Yeah, well, then you can't bitch about that situation. You can't. You can't. Like, you can't bitch about... Oh man, it's so uncomfortable to be this big. I can't tie my shoe. Like that's why my doctor asked me, "What's your goal weight?" And I was like, "I don't have a number. Like I, I'm not going to give you a number because I think that's stupid. To me, that's like a, one of those unattainable uh, goal things that I'm like very guilty of. I'm be like, I'm going to hit 300, and now, to me, that's a 270. Yeah. Or that's 170 pounds that I have to figure out how to lose. Right. It's daunting. Because that was that was like where I was going with this. Is I lost I'm at a four seventy as of a few days ago. So like, um, you know, yeah, one hundred and seventy pounds. Like I feel like I need to chop a leg off. That's what that feels like. So I told her I'm like I'm looking for quality of life improvements. I want to be able to bend over and tie my shoe. Right. Like I, I want to be able to bend over tie my shoe without like having to like kind of twist my leg and to get to it because my stomach's in the way and for me that was like my most recent thing where i had gotten to my highest weight that i've ever been and i was also the biggest size that i had ever been including when i injured myself many years ago um and it just was uh, super incredible incredibly uncomfortable to tie to put my shoes on 
And that's the thing. And so for me, it was like, I wasn't even at a point where I'm like, oh, I have to get back to like when I was, you know, doing half marathons. It just was, I just want to tie my shoes and not feel like I'm going to puke. Yeah. And that's the thing. It, it, it makes sense. But like for anybody that's bitching about those things, the things that are, it's hard to do or more difficult because whatever, like I've broken many toilet seats because of my big ass. Like there's just no way around that. But like, if I'm sitting here bitching about that and then I'm like, I'm not going to eat less. I'm not going to fucking work out. I'm not going to go for a while. Well, then I, I can't bitch about that. Cause then I am choosing one. I'm choosing that because i don't I think have mixed feelings about that now i i I, and I will not say that there are that there is a possibility of there being mental issues regarding working out you might have a lot of shame you might be dealing with a lot of shame and you like you're just over over processing of well if i go to the gym they're gonna stare at me and that's gonna feel bad like you're already putting yourself before you ever step foot in the gym in your head someone's already laughing at you well, because so I think that's a very real possibility. It's a very real because possibility. Because one of the big then... problems you run into is that in going back to the like plus size clothing, you have a lot of women who are much larger than I am who still want to, who did want to work out. Right. And they also wanted to look cute, be that however they felt it was or if they wanted to appease other people. I don't know. But, you know, they're like, I would like cute leggings i would like a nice shirt that is flattering that i could go to the gym and then you know go like grab a quick drink with the friends um but people people are so shitty because they'll be like ew look at that fat person over there being fat and offending me why don't they just get on a treadmill and then they show up to get on a treadmill and they're like ha look at that fatty on the treadmill or like, why is that person wearing clothes that I deem are not yeah. flattering for them? They and should only wear sweatpants and, that, and, sh- and oversized white shirts. A hundred percent. So that's, it's that's like, a huge, okay. That's a real thing. That's you a, told that, me to work out. Here I am. Why do you have anything to say? It, it's very much, it's very much a, a, a double-edged sword without question. But that is to me, not to me, that, that I, I think empirically that is a that is a mental issue that is a that is a you're allowing this potential negative situation she thought you were gonna swing at him no he was like ah. um like that's a real thing but i think that's very much a, a mental issue it was for me for a long time i felt that i felt like i'm gonna go to the gym and someone's gonna say some shit you know like i used to very much like I felt like if like I this I cannot explain to you how bad like if I would catch myself at school and my shirt was under my titty how horrible that felt I cannot bring myself like I I can't find the words to explain it but now it happens and I'm like all right and I move on with my day but like I used to sit I used to like sit like this so that it wouldn't happen which probably just made you look bigger because you're hunched over. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it very much, like, I get that there's a mental factor to just getting to the gym. Yeah. For me, that's the biggest part. Once I'm at the gym, I'll find something to do. Even if I just, like, if I'm, like, I don't want to fucking work hard today, I'll just get on the bike for 30 minutes. Or if not 30, 15. Like, I will do something once I'm there. But the getting there for me, that's like the biggest hurdle when I, when it's not the COVID times and I can go to the gym, 
my biggest obstacle is here to that door. Mm-hmm. Once I'm at the door, I can go. Yeah. I can do whatever I need to do. Um, but like, the, I, I think the that's a that's a big factor of people saying like, I don't like going to the gym. I don't like doing this. I don't like that. They they are expecting these bad things, and I think at some point you just gotta. You, and I think that's kind of where I'm at now, honestly, is I'm prioritizing the fact that I I want to be here longer, yeah. and I want even if, even if my clock runs out at sixty. I want that time to be easier. Right. I don't want to be in a hospital for three months at a time. I don't want to go to the hospital because of a heart attack. Now, I'm not saying skinny people can't have heart attacks, but I'm saying, like, if I make better food decisions, that's going to repair the insides for me. Right. At which point it is going to be easier to work out because I'm going to lose weight naturally because, I mean, I've lost 30 plus pounds already. Like, I'm going to lose weight. Plus, it's just going to be easier because I'm I'm not feeling gross. Like six months ago, I was waking up like just legitimately feeling gross. Like I'm, you know, I'm super sweaty and like I'm oily. And I'm sure like my reflection here makes me look like I'm super oily anyway. But I just mean like I would wake up and like. The back of my head, like, you know, where the pillow hits, like all of well, it just even greasy. Well, I noticed, like, you know, you, you know that I always, like, teased you that you, like, your sweat is sour. Yeah. Like, it has, yeah. It hasn't been smelling as bad. And that's, and that's, and that's a real thing. Whatever that's that not, was is, that, I don't know. I'm sure it was the fast food. I'm sure it was the fried chicken every other fucking day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was not eating great. I was not making no. smart decisions. But now it's very much, like, we had fried chicken. The, well, I had fried chicken the other day. <laughs> But I like didn't have fried yesterday, 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 uh, yesterday, because we had our, our garage Christmas, yeah. uh, our garage abridged Christmas meeting, uh, and and the day before I ate kind of shitty, mm-hmm. um, but then this morning I woke up, made myself some, made myself some uh, some some spinach and garlic and chicken. Uh, 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 no wait. No, I, I did the pork because we had the pork. And an egg, um, but like a little bit of pork, a little bit of egg, one egg, and then the um, celery. Yeah. On some bread, like the same shit I normally do, and like, it was not like, oh, I gotta force myself into this. Like I am You're mentally, just come back to it. like yeah, I'm not. I'm. I mean, I'm mentally in a better place. Yeah. Like, and that feels really fucking good. It makes things just easier. Um, when it comes down to like, all right, what do I eat? I'm not sitting there like, all right, well, if I do that, like I can, I can make a few eggs and then I'm in my head. I'm like, that doesn't feel like enough. And then like, you know, I start adding shit to it. By the time I'm done, I have a massive plate of food. And that's the other part of it is culturally I was raised to eat what's on my plate. Mm -hmm. How, how many times in reality in 10 years together, almost (laughs) bless you in 10 years together, almost how many times have you seen me not finish a plate of food? Like, you finished your plate and my plate. Like, it is very rare. Mm-hmm. Very. Unless I make a conscious decision. There's been a couple times when we've been out, and I, I would get a burger. I'd cut it and say, can I get a box? And you notice, because I don't do that. Right. <laughs> it's not a thing I do. So, like, it, it, unless I make a conscious decision, that's just, I eat the whole plate. So now, when I make a delicious, smaller plate, it still feels like I ate something considerable. Right. Like, either even if it's like, all right, I feel like eating like a big meal, 
I just double up on vegetables. Right. Throw some extra onions, some fucking mushrooms, whatever, whatever. Like, because vegetables are free within the program, yeah. like, it, it's very much, it, like, backs up the, the theory I said of how I was going to do it. Like, I've been saying it for a fucking year at this mm-hmm. point. I Like, I'm just going to turn everything into a salad. It's basically what you got to do. Right. Because you're adding volume without drastically increasing calorie count. Um, you're adding, you're increasing uh, carbs a little bit because vegetables have carbs, but like not in like a, you're having four extra pieces of toast. So like it, it's, it's just it's become like, a um, simpler more of the thing. Whole foods approaches instead of processed. Like we're still able to have processed stuff in yeah. what we're eating, but it kind of has more of a focus. Like when you're, when you're limited to the calories and it tells you the like, well, go upstairs. what you have to meet for it. You're kind of um, stuck with more of like a whole foods approach. Yeah, because you have to, you have to eat, <laughs> you have right. to eat, and what's 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 cheap calorically is vegetables. Like you, yeah. you don't have the excess, you, you don't have the excess carbs of of a, of a fruit. Like there's just a lot of sugar in fruit. Yeah. there's no way around that. Like apples are delicious. I love fucking right. apples, but apples are full of sugar. But I mean, but that's a it's a good sugar. And it's a good sugar, but you also can like overdo that juice because then that's when you get into it as it being more of a straight sugar and none of the fiber. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's just it's become easier. It has gotten to an easier place. So like once I have once I was mentally there, mm-hmm. once I'm now. All right. I could have uh, uh, like legitimately, you know, the serving size of cheese so like one slice of cheese and one egg right on two toasts and that and like i can load it up with spinach and that's my sandwich yeah and i don't need 30 pieces of fucking meat and you know and an egg and a burger and like you know like i don't have to do all this yeah i don't have to do all that it's very much become everything that i add just adds to the flavor but it also muddies the flavor at some point, like at yeah. some point, you don't taste the garlic. Mm-hmm. If I put enough, uh, if I put enough of the, that baharat salt, mm-hmm. like garlic disappears. Right. So like it's a balancing act. So like if I want to, I want to taste the garlic. I love garlic. I found that I really love fucking garlic. I love garlic. Like on top of what I used to, like I used to love garlic, but like it just adds adds flavor and to it's shit. Good for you too, isn't it supposed to be like heart healthy? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So like it's it's very much now that like my headspace is there and like I would say even my taste buds have changed. I'm definitely a a, like a way bigger lightweight because I was drinking way way more often. Like I still wasn't drinking very often, but like I felt like I had a stronger tolerance. Uh, But like I had one beer the other day and I was ready to fucking go. (laughs) Like I was real hearty. Well, I mean, I wasn't able to have alcohol for that month that I just did the program recently. And so then when I had beer again, it was it felt a lot stronger. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, that, that conjure cognac. I really, I've like still, I still shout out ludicrous on, on social media when I, when I buy this, cause I really hope he's still making money off of it. Hell yeah. Uh, Wikipedia still, says he's still part owner. So like, okay. uh, but I fucking love this shit, but it's like, this is my second glass that I've had in two weeks. Yeah. Like I don't drink very often. I, I'll have a sip of your beer you know, occasionally I'll have a full beer. Like, I still don't feel like I'm drinking very often. Mm-hmm. And, like, sweets are way easier. Like, I can have one of something and move on with my life. Right. I'm, I, 
to be fair, I've never had like a really, really strong sweet tooth. But just once in a while, I would just be like, I want a tub of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Same. Like I've, I've never just been like, I want an ice cream. Like I want like a scoop. Yeah. I've never been that guy. But like when I'm like ice cream, yeah. I just want a mountain I try, of it. I'm just trying to have an overall better relationship with food because it's been very strange. I said that to my doctor and I was yeah. I, I, right before I said it, I was like, I feel like such a fucking <laughs> hippie asshole saying well, this, but like thing. I want a better Is relationship that, with food. I mean, you can definitely argue that certain things are more health are healthier than others. But again, like I said to you before, you kind of have to ask yourself, like, what is attainable based on, like, your socioeconomic status and any number of factors? Yeah. And there is something to be said for how the way food makes you feel. The the types of food that you can have can be limited based on any number of factors. And of so I personally, I I've been trying to steer away from terms like healthy or whatever, just because I, and not because I don't think that like eating an apple tends to be better for you than eating a double cheeseburger. I won't argue that. But then again, if somebody, if that's the only food that you're getting, that's better than nothing. If, if I don't know, there might be some other reasons that having that would be better for you than an apple. I can't think of them off the top of well, my there head. Well, pe- there are people who are who are fructose intolerant, so who, who would yeah. literally fucking could die off of an apple. So like, Or let's say you have like an iron deficiency and you should probably eat a burger or something. But right. There, there's look, reasons. Look, again, but I don't like that, it when that, people talk me- about, when they start talking about what is or isn't healthy, because then you get these people that are like, I think that everybody's body is different and everybody's bodies yes. work on different diets, different because diets are the thing. The problem is, is that a lot of people tend to just refer to diet as when you are purposefully restricting calories or following a program. Right. But a diet's just what you eat. Okay. Like right. if I wanted to eat cotton candy all fucking day, that would right. be my diet. Right. It's not a good one, I would argue, but yes. it's a diet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone would argue that cotton candy all day would be a bad diet. But when you get into this where you have like Atkins or keto or Weight Watchers or. Uh, I think Weight Watchers and I think Nutrisystem from what Nutrisystem. I've seen so far are Weight Watchers and Nutrisystem are probably the two that are the most practical on right. a daily basis. I would probably. Weight agree. Watchers also has uh, zero points to vegetables. Yeah. Um, I think fruits and vegetables. I think fruits and vegetables. Yeah. So like they. It, it very much – I think the whole purpose of both of those programs is to simplify the process, mm-hmm. to simplify – because there is such a thing, and people have done whole dissertations on this subject, but there is such a thing as decision fatigue, mm-hmm. especially in a you know busy world. I mean, like you do so many fucking things that – like I do not have to make that many decisions at work. Mm-hmm. I essentially work off a script. Right. I just say it my way. Um, yes, you can have this replacement. No, you can't. Try this. Try that. Not working. Let's get service set up. Very, very simple process. I don't have any decisions to make very often. Once in a while, someone will be like, can I get it for free? I'll take a look. If they weren't an asshole to me, it's only been an extra few days since the warranty. Yeah, I'll replace mm-hmm. it for free. That's that's the extent of my decision making. Uh, once in a while, if they piss me off, I have to make the decision not to be an asshole. That's hard. But like... 
as far as decision-making, very low, very limited. But you have to process data. Yeah. You're doing a lot. Like, you personally make a lot of decisions throughout the day. So if I was to, like, fill the fridge and just say, go eat something. Right. It's more than much. likely, you would just be <laughs> like, like <laughs> what is the easiest and fastest thing so I don't me? have to think about this any longer? Yes. Because it would just be like, I don't want to fucking try to figure this well, out. Well, that happens with me not even just with food, like anything. Like uh, Sometimes I just get to a point where somebody will be like, what do you want for dinner? I mean, I guess that is food again. Or it would even just be like, what movie do you want to see? Yeah. And sometimes I just get to a point where I'm like, I don't know. I don't fucking care. This is too hard. Pick it for me. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I literally don't care. Like, if there was something that I cared about, I would probably be like, ooh, I really wanted to see this right. movie. But if it's kind of like, I just want to go to a movie, I'd be like, I don't give a shit. Right. Do it. And do I it for me. I just had to decide, you know, I just had to deal with like five people about five different things and i learned that i did something wrong and i have to figure out how to fix it i don't i don't want to think anymore and exactly and that's that's why i think that that weight watchers and now i don't know a lot about jenny craig but i feel like based on the the results and the people that talk about mm -hmm. it um i i and i don't have direct uh interaction with weight watchers but a friend of mine uh who i used to hang out with uh, one of my exes raylene um uh, i used to hang out at her house all the time i saw what the, the shit she was buying and I saw how she was eating. Yeah. And that shit worked for her. Right. Like that and jazzercise. That's all she did. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, jazzercise. Uh, I went to a jazzercise yeah. class once. Fucking hated it. Uh, <laughs> I did not like any of that. Um, was it jazzercise or Pilates? One or the other. Okay. Does jazzercise have jazzercise the steps? Jazzercise is more dancing. Pilates is more. Uh, but like, they have the steps. Was the steps yeah. in jazzercise or yeah, no? Yeah. Like they have risers, I think. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was jazz. Whatever. I went to one of those things. I didn't like it. Uh, uh, they were all like, they were all proud of me for showing up. And yeah. I was like, don't be proud. This is not going to look good. <laughs> but it's so, I mean. But like I, what I think those programs do is they make things simple. True. They, they simplify things. Because like if you say, all right, I get this many points a day, this many, whatever. So like the same thing we're doing. You know, if I go to the fridge and it is lunchtime. Right. We did eat lunch. I legit forgot. <laughs> but like, you know, when I go after this, when I go for my snack, I know that I need a protein and a carb. Mm -hmm. We have filled our fridge and our pantry with stuff that fits right. the requirements within a, within an acceptable margin that we've accepted. It, yeah. So it's very much like a I can grab a boiled egg or I can grab like I can grab th uh, I think it's six slices of the lunch meats. Because yeah. that, that's the serving size and that's my protein. And it's very much like easy transaction stuff. I can grab a piece of bread, yeah. uh, the, the six slices of, of the, the chicken, throw some spinach in that bitch, fold it over, mini sandwich. But, Move on with my life. I don't have to think about it. Right. It's not a lot of prep work. I don't have to try to figure something out. It's just it simplifies the process. And I think it's the same thing with the points for Weight Watchers. It's like. All right, this is five. This is ten. This is mm -hmm. I get fourteen for the day, end of the week. Oh, I've got forty extra. I'm gonna have ice my cream, and that's it. You yeah. move on with your life. My understanding from speaking with someone that was on Weight Watchers recently is that it seems like Weight Watchers and Nutrisystem are almost working within the same realm. Yeah, it's just a little different. Just a different approach. Yeah, it's like th but this. It was, but the like they they reworked Weight Watchers, and so the way in which they have reworked it seems to be 
almost parallel in a lot of ways yeah. to and future I, system. And it makes sense. It may, it's, it's, to me, it makes sense as an approach. Yeah. There are people who are like, I'm going to give up. I'm going to go Atkins. And they can outright give up breads and carbs. and or, no. uh, Well, I guess that's just bread, right? Atkins is just bread? No, Atkins, I think, is low carb. So it's like it's little low carb. to no bread. Right. It's low carb. It was like it keto. Was like, keto you know, is like, like super, super restrictive. Jason was on keto. Yeah. And he was like, you know, we had a, 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 a quest cookie. Yeah. So like a protein laden, low carb. And he was like, yeah, I can only have like one sixteenth of that. And I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. That's too much thinking. Yeah. To me, that's too – like, then I have to figure – because I think they get, like, seven grams of carbs a day. Okay. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. And, like, you can't – you can fucking sneeze hard and get more than seven carbs. Like, it's it's so super restrictive. And I get – it for him, it worked. For him and his wife, it worked. But, like, I don't – Well, if you were to do – well, no, but that's t- – he's probably taking everything into account, right? Yeah vegetables because like i was about to say like carb. oh yeah with us we probably only are getting about seven but we're no we're getting seven breads the, we're, <laughs> well we're getting seven seven carbs yeah that's seven. not including like the vegetables yeah because ve- vegetables for him count you know like yeah a, a, a pepper has like three or four you know what i'm saying like he can't have because i was and like too, i was like oh so you can just eat, eat salads with meat i'm like that sounds delicious he's like i can't eat salads I do not know. and i was like how? I do not know a lot of people that have successfully stayed on keto. No one does. No one does. It's yeah. not a. It's not a permanent solution. Uh, I know you. Don't, I know you don't like him, but Joe Rogan did it. Uh, he he like went super hard, super super like to the lines of it. Yeah. Uh, and it it helped, and it helped him. He had a. I forget. He, he was. He said he had some sort of medical situation. Not not nothing serious, but it like helped that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a sciatic or something. I don't want to call it mundane, but it was something that was bothersome. Yeah. And it stopped. Okay. Like he was sleeping better or something that right. was preventing him from like fully getting full enjoyment out of life. It's resolved. It. No, no. Uh, stomach. He had a stomach oh, situation. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it was IBS or something, but like it like balanced itself out. And he's like, didn't have problems anymore. My stomach wasn't having problems. So I was like, that's really interesting. But even he said, he's like, this is not sustainable. No. He's like, unless you go ridiculously super hard on it it doesn't work because unless because you have to reach that state of ketosis and anything wavering outside of those boundaries you fuck it up you bounce out of that you because the whole point is that you reach your body you're forcing your body into a state that is not natural for it to be in well my understanding is that keto diet was originally i don't know if it was necessarily invented but it's a, a first like practical use was for um children that had epilepsy it was supposed to help yes. control seizures yeah, yeah so like, like if you don't have seizures you don't really need to be on a diet right. like that right no it's 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 ridiculously restrictive and for a reason and well and the people, problem too is most that people like can't do it if let alone... you if you believe in that or or if you know the results show it like you know you've reached ketosis like if you go out of it and it messes it up yeah that's not sustainable and if you um, but I think even with stuff like Weight Watchers and Nutrisystem and Jenny Craig that uh, there is um, not a lot of room for error because at the end of the day, it's a calorie restrictive diet. 
does it should it meet your basic needs yes people a lot of people say i hate calorie counting and they try to put it as like it's not calorie counting but like yes it is because it really is because you're limiting your calories and you also have to have things within certain calorie ranges so no are you sitting there and like counting every single calorie and i think that's the, no. i think that's why it's working for me probably i think it's because because when we first met and you were like really big into my fitness pal i tried that shit i went for like two weeks and it just got fucking mind-numbing yeah. having to put it all in and consider the decisions I made. And just, like, the whole process was so fucking draining. And now it's, like, very much, like I said, you were like, we can have this kind of bread. And to me, that that makes the shopping trip easier. Yeah. Because then I'm not staring at the fucking bread section being like, oh, what do I like? What looks interesting? It's like, I can have this 12-grain or this multi-grain bread. Right. Or barring that this whole wheat. Yeah. Those are my three options in that order. Yep. Like, boom. That to me is, oh, uh, 12 grand, boom. Yeah. And I just go to the next section. I don't have to think about it. You know, when I, when I sit down and I'm in the vegetable section, I'm not like, what could I do with vegetables? Could I add it to my – no, it's like we make the salad. I need mm-hmm. this, this, and this. You know, I throw fucking cilantro on everything now. I throw fucking, you know, spinach on everything. Now. Like, boom, 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 three bags of spinach, two bags. Like, it's it just once you have a structure, you just are eliminating those excess fucking bullshit decisions and 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 yeah, it's just fucking easier. Like it, it's right. it's just honestly, it's become easier because even going to McDonald's when I like when I'm like, all right, you know, we're out of the house, we're not gonna be back to the house anytime soon. We're gonna just get McDonald's for lunch. We know that we can just get a double cheeseburger mm-hmm. and that's lunch. Right. Double cheeseburger and a large large iced tea. Move on with my life. Right. And if I'm like, all right, I'm gonna like throw caution to the wind and have like a full meal. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm I, even the other day when you weren't with me and I could have gotten away with fucking anything. I was like this, and I didn't. Even, it wasn't even a moment of I shouldn't. I was just like, I'm gonna have a number four. Mm-hmm. I said large. They gave me a medium. It balanced out because last time I had ordered small and they gave me a medium, so it balanced. He went to the couch. Did he though? Yeah, yeah. So okay. he didn't come down. Um, um, so like I could, you know, like I said, I could have gotten away with anything, but I was just like large iced tea, cool, yeah. and then pulled through. And I was like, I could have ordered. I legit, I had, in the moment, I was like, I could have ordered more, but I was like, no, nah, I'm good though. Like I don't need more like i'm real good i yeah i um i'm kind of at this uh balance of well through my work we do some health exercises and we get points for them and it counts towards you can win prizes or you can get uh money off your insurance or get a like a, a incentive payment right So, but I'm interested in it anyway, even if I wasn't getting paid for it. And we met with this person who I think was an actual uh, dietitian, I want to say. Or what's the other one? Yeah. Nutritionist. Nutritionist. That's it. Um, We met with a nutritionist and she was talking about, um, instead of saying like healthy eating. Right. uh, It was more about mindful eating. And so I, I kind of like to approach it more from that aspect. And I like to maybe, and I think even that that can fit within the body positivity and like 
I guess, uh, fad acceptance or whatever, um, whatever each person wants to call it or is striving for. Because I personally, I think that, like I said, if you want to eat whatever you want, if you are willing to accept, I guess, the consequences of that, or even just maybe think about what you're doing and why you're doing it, um, I think that's a good thing. So I'd like to see, like, I think that if a person wants to sit down, I don't think a person should be made to feel bad if they eat a slice of cake or two slices of cake, or if they decide that they want to sit down and have like, like a bucket of popcorn or a tub of ice cream. Yeah. I personally, like, I don't see anything wrong with that. I do agree to a degree that if you're saying like, well, I don't like the way I am and I want to work on it, I guess. I don't like saying work on it or improve. I don't know. It's it's hard to find the right words for these things without making it sound like you are fat shaming. Um, but I think that if more people were mindful, uh, I think that you might consider maybe why you eat the way you do and yeah. that that can help. Yeah. Very, very often. Cause a lot of so, it can it's... be feelings. And, and I think that our culture, like especially American culture, and I think it's kind of going worldwide to a degree, like we're very, uh, very food focused. Yeah. And so it's like, if you're depressed, you eat. If you're happy, you eat. If you're celebrating something, you eat. If you, you're bored, you if eat. you're rewarding yourself for something, yeah. you eat. Yeah, or bored. Bored. And so I don't what, legit, legit. When when I left the doctor, I like had the thought, like almost joking with myself, but at the same time not yeah. of being like, all right, I lost thirty plus pounds. Time for a celebratory McDonald's oh, visit, yeah. right? I had that thought, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's the problem. Yeah, like that's the legit problem because I remember. Uh, when I was at, when I was working out, when I was working out, uh, with Alex, when I was doing that, like a month, whatever with him, like the group classes, Mm -hmm. um, and like, I started lifting more and I lost weight and everything. And like my, my numbers went down the, the, the actual body measurement numbers, like my, um, what was it? My like, um, oh, what's it called? The, like the visceral fat Mm, levels, the stuff that's like around your organs, uh, the shit that causes heart attacks and shit. Like, it went down. Yeah. And, like, I had, a, like, a fucking breakdown in the office when he read that oh, to yeah, me. Oh, yeah, you told me. Uh, I had a breakdown because I legit, seeing those numbers and knowing what they mean, mm-hmm. I legit had, like, an understanding. Like, I know I'm fat. I know, Like, I'm conscious that I'm fat and, like, the idea of what that might mean to right. me. But being like, hey, you have this much physical weight of fat on your heart and lungs and organs which will which will will cause a heart attack will cause damage will clog up your arteries Mm -hmm. like i know that the possibility of clogged arteries was there right but then when i see that number it was like it gave me like a a dance with like mortality and so when i saw that number drop like my weight had gone up Mm -hmm. my weight went up and but I looked at it and I was like, but my fucking visceral fat went down, and I was so happy about that yeah. because I had that genuine, like it, it's like once you realize what is happening and what what it can mean, it is like your priorities change, right? Like your priorities get real. Like it, I, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with saying healthy eating. Mindful makes more sense. Right. 
healthy is a little too generic. And, you know, as I said earlier right, in the podcast, so many things to so many people. Exactly. Exactly. As I said earlier in the podcast, generic shit just leads to more problems. If you generalize statements and that's, that's true with every conversation, debate, or discussion. If you generalize something, you are automatically reducing your argument to its, to its like weakest form. Or if like, you say people should eat healthier, yeah. what the fuck does that mean? That, because yeah. somebody, somebody who is iron deficient, like you said, is going to have a completely different diet than someone who is, let's say, insulin deficient. Right. Those are two different bodies that are going to react very differently to healthy, whatever the fuck that you think that means. Well, and you also have to understand that a lot of people don't necessarily have a concept even of like what goes into the food they have. A lot of people would assume that a salad, you'll see a lot of people that would be like, this salad is healthier than a sandwich. And it's kind of like, well, is it? What's in your salad? No, it's not. (laughs) What's in your sandwich? Exactly. I don't like, I I bet you my sandwiches now are way healthier than a lot of people's salads. Is a salad healthier than a sandwich? Possibly. But is a sandwich that, like, you made at home with whole grain. Shush. But is a sandwich that you made at home with, like, whole grain bread and, like, not as much processed cheese and, let's say, just, like, a smear of a sauce and tomatoes and some, like, you know, lunch meats that you picked out that actually don't Because even at a Subway, if you say, all right, give me, like, a little bit of mustard, it's... Yeah. Like, is that going to be healthier than going to Subway? No. No. So, and you could say that, too. Like, if people were like, sandwiches are healthier than burgers. Okay, what sandwich? Where are you getting it? What's in it? I've I've seen some, I've seen some, like, again, it depends on what you put on it. Like, it it all very, like, a, a salad with croutons is not going to be as strong like as far as composition right. you know value let's say health value to me grabbing for a snack uh some some lunch meat and eating eating that lunch meat by itself right. and then having a banana yeah it's it's complicated no way no way anyone can calculate out that a, a salad with dressing and croutons is better than me grabbing that like it's just right. there's just no way around and that. And the fact of the matter is that I know people who um, genuinely, uh, I guess, enjoy or love being fat. Like they don't have a problem with it. They love their bodies. They like to eat food. They don't like people telling them what to do or not to do. And again, I think that if you don't have any immediate, if you don't have any other health concerns besides the fact that you're overweight. He like looked upstairs like, are we going or what's going on? <laughs> like, uh, I, was say, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, done. I know, but I, you were talking about body acceptance and I really must touch on this. Accepting yourself in your own body is paramount to all other things. Mm-hmm. I think that is going to be the first step to getting over anything, whether you have purely mental issues, whether you have. PTSD, accepting yourself within your own body. There's just no first step beyond that. You have to be like, this is me. This is who I am. I am okay with me. Until you're okay with you, you don't even have the the, the capacity at that point to get to Maybe you do actually really want to lose weight. Maybe you do actually really want to eat better 
or eat different or eat more mindfully. Right. But if you're not at I love me, right. none of that shit's going to happen but then regardless. Think, but so you might cover that up with I'm happy being fat. No one's happy being fat. There are people that are happy being fat. They're not. They are. The only thing that a lot of people that are fat don't love is that people tell them you're wrong or you don't know better or why, how could you? If they are happy being fat, yeah, they are not being mindful of their situation because they are ignoring the inherent health risks. Some people don't give a fuck about living to be 80. Some people want to have fun now. Some people like the way they look as a fat person. Some people like what they eat. Some people don't want to touch a fucking salad. Some people, any number of things. Like, if you know that there are people who love to be fit, it should not be a surprise that there are people who genuinely love to be fat. And if it's not posing a problem for them beyond people being shitty to them for being fat, then I, I don't... And that's not on them. That's never yeah. on them. Like anybody being shitty to you for any fucking reason is not on you. That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a person being shitty problem. That's right. not a you problem. But likewise, like Regardless of if it's weight, if you're because you're a woman, because you're black, because whatever. Anybody being shitty to you for any fucking reason, unless you were an asshole first. Right. If somebody's just picking on you, being a bully for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. that's a them problem. You're fine. Right. So like that's but I, I as a fat person, as a as a uh, what do they call it? Morbi- morbidly obese person. Mm-hmm. I was about to say morbidly. Morbidly? <laughs> morbidly. As a morbidly obese person, you know, clinically speaking, uh, I cannot fathom a person who is happy being fat. But that's you. I'm okay with I, I, I can completely understand people being happy and who happen to be fat. I am that person. Okay. I am, I would say, very happy. I have a beautiful life. I have a beautiful life. I am, I'm very privileged in many ways. Like, I have I, I have a lot of shit. <laughs> like, you know, like, I have stuff. I have people. Like, for all intents and purposes, I am in need of nothing. Right. Like, so I'm doing the shit that I love. Like, I hate my job. But, like, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, most people don't like their job like for the most part um and on top of that i have also found ways to express the thing that i do want to do like the the telling of stories through other avenues that don't have to be my primary source of income um which satisfies that need for me and i'm still doing the things that i love so to me i'm i'm a happy person i i am also fat and i and i've told you this very much like in my in my peripheral vision, I see what I look like. Up here, I do not look like that. Oh, I I, I feel like yeah. a different bodied person. Like I feel like a slimmer, like still bigger, but not like like lumberjacky. Yes, yeah, that's what I feel like I look like. Okay, but I know physically, like when I see myself in a mirror, sometimes like when I'm done with a shower, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. Like, cause like, unless I'm, cause we got sh- that mirror like right there when you get yeah. in the shower and it's like, Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You're that guy. I see. Uh, but it's like, I, I 
personally am, am a happy person who is fat. And I just cannot fathom someone who is happy to be fat. Because it's just like the day. Well, like, I cannot fathom being fisted. And there are people who are <laughs> fisted. Like, this. What the fuck is that example? Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> Like, just because you don't Fisted. What the fuck feel is it with you? Oh my God. doesn't mean it's not a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Fisted? Like, there are people who dress uh, in furry costumes, and that's what they... Oh like, it's God. not my kink, but I know it exists, and there's people who like it, and I'm not here to tell I, them and they're And look, wrong if, it's, or, if it's a kink situation, I get that. I, I For me, like, just conceptualizing the way people's sexuality expresses itself uh i don't even know like I, like i can't verbalize some of the shit that people do and are into i don't I, I don't get a lot of it i you know my sexuality is a certain way yeah other people's is a different way i don't get most of it <laughs> quite honestly i don't get most of it but it is what it is and that's what they that's what they're into but like this is this is a like a i can't imagine someone being happy that they have to like like sideways bend over and move their leg out of their way so that they can just tie their fucking shoes i just i think from my opinion that seems like someone who is overcompensating um i don't want to minimize people that are uh proud of being fat or love being fat um i do wonder to a degree um like i think that sometimes maybe some people do want to try to lose some weight or i wonder sometimes and i don't want to make it about a minimizing um people saying that they like being fat or love being fat i think there are people who genuinely do but i also think that maybe there are some people who um, it could be a defiance to a degree where if people are like, well, I'll show you. Um, I, I think that. that that can be a case in some cases, but it's hard to say because we haven't allowed fat people like the, the luxury. It's not even, it shouldn't even be a luxury. We haven't allowed fat people the chance to just exist as not being looked as a burden or uh, not in touch with reality or any number of um, derogatory things that we do towards fat people. And you find, it is, and again, I think it's hard. I also don't like when people get so extreme on the other side where you have people that are, I suppose you could say, it, it's almost like pro-fat because it seems like they're encouraging people like don't ever do a diet, don't ever do anything. Yeah, I don't like that shit. I don't like that because I think that's just as dangerous as the like you have to work out all the time and do the box jumps and 100%. do keto and you know if you can't. Because you dealt with that. I've you, dealt with that. Because um, that one shop in Minneapolis, um, you you had said something about how you, because you, I think that was the first time you did Nutrisystem. Yeah. You posted something about it and they like unfollowed you. Yeah. Which I, 
understand to a degree because uh, there are people that have serious issues with food and it can bring up problems, which is why I don't have problems with content warnings and trigger warnings and anything like that. I guess if you put that kind of stuff out front, it lets people know what to expect. And so there are people that have, there, there are people who have now accepted themselves at the weight that they are, and that's plus size, and they're fine with it. And, um, but other people aren't fine with it. But those people will have previously dealt with eating disorders. I do understand why some people that are, I guess, pro-fat or like on the extreme end of body acceptance uh, don't want to see anything about diets or like programs because they have mixed feelings about it and they could have eating disorders or they just feel that it's more like feeding into the cycle of like most most programs like that most like diets don't work and most people end up either like losing a bunch of weight and gaining it back and then some or like yo-yoing and beating themselves up and so there's a lot of like emotional stuff that goes into it that you have to consider so I can understand why somebody would personally say this is not for me I can't follow this because it brings up memories or is hard for me but I don't I don't like when they kind of label it as like this is completely wrong and nobody should follow it and we should get rid of it altogether. Yeah, I think I think it's excessive. I think that's and we've talked about this before. I think the the problem in our society is that people just jump into extremism mm-hmm. for every subject. You're either all the way one way or all the way the other way. Like if you know, like I I like I said, I the concept of body positivity makes sense to me. I think you should be getting to a point where you are comfortable with yourself inside of your body. Um, I I don't think that requires you to like ignore health risks. Um, You know, I think it's fine if you are, if you say, all right, I'm, you know, whatever, 300 pounds and, you know, you have your clothing and, you know, your, your doctor says like you're, you should lose weight, but otherwise, like, you don't have high-risk factors for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are practically just overweight and your doctor's like, you should lose weight, and then you ask why when, you know, I don't have high blood pressure, yeah. I don't have, you know, heart attack, or whatever, I don't have high cholesterol, like, because, well, because it's not yeah, a good enough reason. Right. And if you were comfortable, like, I don't expect, like, I was talking to Andrew, and I told him that I lost weight, and he's like, what are you at? I was like, well, why don't you guess? And he's like, 350. And I was like, that's a goal, bro. But that's the thing like, is that a lot of people don't realize. Like, even with me, people think that I weigh a lot less than I do. And that's just because of the way I carry it. Like, I do have a lot of muscle. It's covered in fat, but I got a lot of muscle. I, so I, like, I legitimately have big bones. <laughs> yeah. So that's hard. I think... Um, general practitioners need to work more hand in hand with nutritionists. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff you can't figure out like really how healthy people are until you start doing more blood work. So I think that that should be offered more like readily and affordable, if not covered. Yeah. Um, because, oh, I mean, honestly, like, yeah, is being overweight, can it be detrimental? Yes. 
but not necessarily. And well, so, I mean, like physiologically, so it will. I think it's I think it's more stressful to be told constantly that you're 20 pounds overweight and to have somebody go, you're overweight, you're overweight. You have this issue, yeah. you know, because you're overweight. Like there are things that can be solved by losing weight. Yeah. But there's also a lot of stuff that can't. And so it's like. Absolutely. But there's also a lot of What's the of point stuff? of hearing every year that like you're overweight if it doesn't affect necessarily much yeah and i think that's something that like that also comes into play as far as like the approach right like my doctor asked what's your goal weight i said i'm not i'm just trying to be able to bend over and tie tie my shoes without having my stomach in the way and she said okay that's a good goal she didn't fight me on it she didn't say like you need to be at this weight uh because she even said she's like um there's probably a number that you're quote unquote and she even did like air quotes like supposed to weigh she's like but that's it's different for everybody Mm -hmm. and i was like you actually know what you're talking about like i I don't feel like you're just trying to be like trying to hit a goal for me like her her concern this whole time has been my blood pressure yeah and like i think if i recall this and this was a while back but she said i think like three visits of like normal Mm -hmm. readings um and once i lose more weight right then I won't have to take my, my blood pressure meds anymore. And like that, her goal is to not have to deal with this. You know, right. she doesn't want to have to send me off to a fucking knee surgeon in a few years. Cause my, my body's just destroyed my joints. Right. You know, like thankfully, like I said, I have very strong bones, very, very dense bones. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to be happening. But... I'm, I, I'm probably not at high risk for osteoporosis down the line. Um, but like some people are and people people are and like and i'm also not discounting that like i'm saying that i'm not a high risk for osteoporosis how the fuck do i know i might have genetic fucking predisposition for it you know i'm not trying to fuck with that so like me personally i might get to let's say let's say at 400 i just feel like top of the world i feel like i still am gonna be conscious of Mm -hmm. hey like my back my knees like joints, my ankles, which I've already had issues with, like those things are all going to be dependent on my weight right. and how they function long term. And until until somebody says, hey, we can download a, a, a human brain into a computer, mm-hmm. you know, robot body is going to be a long way away. So, so like, <laughs> I have a question. Uh-huh. Uh, the first time I did Nutrisystem when I lost like all that weight. You did lose a lot of weight. And I, so I'm like a size 14 right now. Mm-hmm. I was almost... Like, just shy of a size eight. Do you, like, are you able to, like, think back and remember what I looked like? Or, like, have a general idea of yeah, I would say how so. it was? Do you think, do, do you, in your professional opinion, think that I should have lost any more weight? More? No, probably not. Like, if I were going to lose weight, how much weight from that do you think I would have needed to lose for like? It to me, honestly, it's it's not a uh, it's not a it's not a number. Again, it's it's very much like quality of life Mm -hmm. and 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 um aesthetics to a point. Did you think that I was overweight? When I looked what, like that. Sorry. What are you eating? Go. Couch. Couch. What a jerk. 
Um, I, I, I'll be very honest with you. I don't like, unless you bring it up, I don't think about the term overweight when I talk about, when I talk to you or but about when you, I looked like that, I understand. Do I, you I'm, think I was, o- I'm asking you now. I mean, probably like overweight to what? Okay. I guess that's the question. Like overweight, like biblically, like by numbers. Sure. Probably. Like, but I don't think that there's... So, like, how overweight do you think I was when I looked like that? Because this was, what, two years ago? Like, yeah, like three, two, three years ago. I'm a terrible judge of this, but probably 20, maybe 30 pounds. But again, like, I'm a, I'm a bad judge of this. So... I, I can tell you, from, from my perspective, and I'll, I'll tell you... Yeah. When I saw, so like when we first met mm-hmm. and I started creeping on your Facebook and I found your like progress photo that you had taken, like yeah. this was like when we first, first met. Okay. Uh, and I found that progress photo that you taken in the mirror. I saved that for my spank bank because you had that, like you had that ab like line forming and you just like, you were, you know, in a bra and I was yeah. like, this is fucking sexy. So like that was a hot shot. But to me, like that is kind of what I'm like when I see you make real progress. Yeah. I see like definition okay. and I see that's I like, I don't well, care so blow, or particularly think about let, the numbers. Let me potentially blow your mind. When I was that size, I think I was just over 160 pounds. Okay. Uh, doctors for pretty much my whole adult life have been telling me they want me to be, um, Around 115 pounds. Are you going to chop your titties off for that? Yeah, right? What the fuck are they talking about? So that's the BMI thing. 115? They said for your height and your age. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, because I'll be very honest with you. I have that image burned into my skull. I've never had a doctor tell me that they wanted me to be more than 125 pounds. And when I was that, I'm just trying to think. And when I lost all that weight, when you saw me eating, I mean, I wasn't not eating. Right. I it wasn't I don't feel that I was in starvation mode. No. I was definitely watching what I was eating. Yeah. Uh and it was, you know, restrictive, but it right. wasn't crazy. I was eating. Yeah. And I was work and I wasn't like working out all day every day. I was doing, you know, like a workout, varied workouts once a day right. with some rest days here and there. Like that to me was so exhaustive and it I wasn't bet. maintainable. And I only Most got down to a, I only got down to 160. And I'm just really. And, I, and so doctors have been telling me that they want me to be like 115 to 125 pounds. And I think the last time. Dude, that, you're talking like, okay, so I could see it as feasible. But we're talking like cut. Mm-hmm. We're talking three to five percent body fat yeah like we're talking cut like olympic level bodybuilder level cut and that's not human that's that's to me like that's not an example of where to go that's an example of what one could achieve should they want to go down that career path not you should do this as a as a fucking 30 year old woman you should look like this bodybuilder which is why it was more mind opening for me when I did the Nutrisystem plan. Dude, be- it's forty pounds. Yeah, from where? That's I, I'm, I'm literally I'm like, 
I'm I trying mean, to think I, like you'd well, have to. I'm thinking like if thing. you were a sculpture, you'd have to shave off a well, fucking lot of layers. And here's the thing. I mean, I put a. I put like if I decide. I'm gonna that, share that photo. Can I share that photo on the on? The that podcast? wasn't even the smallest I was. Oh, I'm sure. Photo. But like, I'm just saying that photo that I was thinking of. Yeah, sure. I don't care. Like, I'm just. You could even find a photo of when I was like at my smallest when I did Nutrisystem, and like because you hit you hit 135. I think at one point what was that when you, and I'm talking like when you had like dysentery in, in Croatia. Oh. <laughs> when you were yeah. like when you were like having visions I might have been like and going on spiritual fucking trips because yeah. you ate something and it cleared your whole shit out. I don't know what that was. I still that. Because I remember seeing that photo and I was like, you look like a 15 year old. Mm-hmm. Like you look like you had regressed in age. I lost 20 of, pounds in a week. Oh my god, that sounds awful. Yeah. 20 pounds 20 in one pounds week. 20 pounds in a week. Yeah, no. Because Adriana was in the same If you were in America, they would have sent you to the hospital. You're interrupting me. I'm sorry. Um, Adriana was in the same town as me, but we were like on opposite ends. And so I've been telling her I wasn't feeling well. And then it got to the point where it was just, this is gross, but it was like constant diarrhea. I couldn't hold anything down. And then I started hallucinating. I still don't know what that was. I may never know what happened. It could have been something in the water. It could have been something I ate. It could have, somebody could have drugged me. I don't know. Dude, that's crazy. And, you know, this was back then when not as many people spoke English and I didn't know how the healthcare system worked. So, like, I wouldn't even have understood how to begin to, like, describe any of that. But it got to one point where I was telling Adriana, like, I'm sick. Like, I'm really sick. And, you know, like, people get sick. Like when you're eating different food and drinking different stuff. And she was kind of like, oh, well, you know, if you start like bleeding, then you should start worrying. And it was like, yeah, I'm bleeding. <laughs> like there's blood in my poops. Dude, that's uh, so yeah, crazy. Yeah, so I lost 20 pounds in a week. And people remember- still called me fat. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Fucking Balkans. <laughs> uh, dude, because I remember, because that photo... The one photo that I remember from you from right after that trip was at the at the airport. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I thought I was like, is this from high school? And you were so like, good. and you were like, that's <laughs> when I was coming back from Bosnia. I was like, that was three years ago. Like, that, I was like, that's insane. That also, though, um, by that point, I had recovered a lot. I still kept some of the weight off, but I recovered. But the thing, too, that you have to understand is that. In general, even if I hadn't had dysentery or whatever the fuck it was, um, the I, I, there were a couple of things working. Well, a few things. You're, um, you're eating food that's less processed. Right. You you're are eating places. like meals and not snacking and right. stuff. And and I wasn't eating a lot to begin with anyway because it gets really hot there in the summer. And when I'm hot, like, I'm just not hungry. Like, I just want to lay in a pool of sweat and not move. Uh, and and you walk everywhere. So, like, I would have lost weight anyway. I, lo- I lost 50 pounds when I went to Bosnia. Yeah. When, I came, so, when I came back, because that was the summer, and I maintained that. And I thought it was interesting because it was funny because we – so I came back from from Bosnia that year, and I lost a bunch. Of, I lost fifty pounds because I was walking everywhere, like you said. And then I, for whatever reason, maintained it and lost a little more during the holidays. Right. So when we came back, this was senior year. When we came back from the holidays, everyone's like, "Dude, everyone gained weight. You lost weight." I was like, "I don't know what to tell you." Then you know, then I fell off, fell off the wagon as I yeah. do. 
Well, and I think that's why it was so important and it was really eye-opening when I did the Nutrisystem the first time and even the second time was that because it was for a um, clinical trial, a weight loss study, they had me use their um, DEXA scan or whatever it's called. And it's so they're using a machine that basically like separates the tissue from like the regular tissue from the fat and the muscle and the yeah, bone. Yeah, that's the scan that I was getting at the gym. Yeah, and so it was telling me like this much weight of you is bone, this much weight is muscle. And so when we were doing um when we did when I did it at the end of my last trial, I think that I think even at 160 pounds, I might have been I might have been under 15% body fat by that point. Yeah. I but bet. like again, that wasn't a lot there wasn't a lot left to lose <laughs> yeah well that's the thing you're i think you're supposed to total i think you're supposed to end up with about five and that's like the fat that you need around your organs and shit like that that's the fact it's supposed to be there but other than that like, like but like i knew a guy in high school who had four percent body fat and he was like the trimmest leanest person yeah was he was he a runner yeah he was like the the record holder for the one mile the record holder but like not to say that all asians are thin but he was asian um and his family and his a lot of times but his family his family just in general were like thinner people and he was thin and he had some muscle definition uh but he was into sports i don't know if it was necessarily the running well athletes i mean athletes in general like if if you catch on athleticism early on in life, as I know, I mean, I've seen, I'm friends with a bunch of people from high school that I d- don't actually like talk with, mm-hmm. but I see, you know, I see their progress over the years and you see people who were like the skinny kid, always a skinny kid, but not active. They were not on cl- right. on, on teams or anything. And now they're like the chubby dad. Mm-hmm. They're like definitely like straight dad bought out. Uh, but then you see the people who were like athletic then. Yeah more often than not are still athletic and they're still they're they're not necessarily like in great right. perfect shape or whatever but like they're they're still doing all right they're still like maintaining they still like do like some sort of sport thing mm-hmm. or work out a lot um Hottis kind of went down that route like he got into working out super super early on he like overcompensated uh he and I didn't know about this until a few years ago but when he was 13 and like started working out he like super overcompensated, so he wasn't eating barely anything, oh, and ended up passing out yeah. uh, several times. Wow! Uh, he was just like working out super hard and like eating very little. Yeah, so that's a problem. Yeah, and that's and that's all mental, right? That's right. all like him trying to deal with the fact that like people were making fun of him, and like I I dealt with it in other ways. I just became a shut in. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I basically took any bullshit people gave me, and I just. You know, I whined about it, but I just, like, didn't draw too much attention to myself. And I just kind of became the guy. Like, I sat in the back of the class whenever I could because I was like, I don't want anybody staring at me. You know, like, because I'm the fat kid. I don't want to, you know, I'm the, I'm the tall fat kid. So everyone fucking knew me. Right. Because I was literally, it was like a sea of students. We had <laughs> 600 and, 650 people in our class. So, like, and our the last two years were in a building that used to be a prison. Mm. So they're like narrow hallways, you know, lockers, everyone's there. So it's like sea of people and like me and the one other tall dude 
everyone knew us. And that other tall dude who was skinny is still an asshole to this day. It's kind of funny. Well, and then you see people, at least I see people from high school, too, that had been larger and have lost the weight. And not in, like, a ridiculous way. They just, I guess, either hadn't been working out and started to work out or changed the way they ate. And now I don't feel like they're extreme. Like, it's definitely a difference. Um, But they're just kind of... I don't know what the best word to use for it is. They lost weight. That's it's different, yeah. They look yeah. they look different. Um, so yeah. So uh, for some of the and you know, so I think if you if you do have issues with food, I think it can be good to like look into those and think about them. Like, why are you eating what you eat? I think it's okay to question that. I don't think you should just blindly like accept it. For sure. Necessarily. Um, I mean, like, look, look, look at it from, like, from where I was coming at, like, now that I think about it, you know, I say, I, I say when I'm bored, but like a lot of that probably comes from the fact that my mom didn't let me go and, you know, go out and have friends and right. do kid shit. And so I was at home and the only like emotional response I could get, the only way I could feel good. Right. Uh, Cause we didn't have like a TV at first. We, I slept on the floor you know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. the only way I could, like, feel good was by eating shit and getting that dopamine hit. So, like, yeah. when I'm bored, I eat, and that makes me feel good. Well, and for me, it's been uh, issues with food because, on the one hand, you had my dad who, like, kind of bought and ate whatever he wanted and didn't gain weight. Or, like, if he did, it would be like, oh, I guess, oh, I'm getting a little chubby. I guess I'll have four scoops of ice cream instead of five. Right. And then, you know, he should all be blessed with such nice. Like you had him who then would, you know, take us to the buffets and whatever. And it's like, you know, I'd eat what I wanted to eat, which probably still was too much of than what I should have ate. And him being like, you have to eat more. You have to get my money's worth. You can't stop now. Uh, And but then but then you had, you know, and so my dad, like, again, he could eat anything and everything he wanted. But then you had my mom who was like the extreme opposite and kind of always talked about like, oh, you know, I only used to eat 800 calories a day and I had a great figure and I worked at the Ford plant and I, you know, lifted truck engines all day, every day. And I looked so great. And, you know, all this stuff is you garbage. You call her on that bullshit next time. Nobody's lifting engines. She's like, she was. <laughs> um, but, she, you know, and then, but like she, uh, she like wouldn't let me have stuff. And so there was no kind of middle ground. It was oh, like so he if was she, super permissive so and was, she was super restrictive. Yeah, so Rough. if she was in charge, and I feel like she was kind of in charge more often than not, it was like, we're going to have oatmeal and we're not putting anything in it. And we're going to have Cheerios and no flavors and we're going to have checks and no flavors. And no, you can't. Can I say it And it's like, no, you can't have, um, like, you know, you can't have Kellogg red berries because that has sugar and fruit in it. You have to have cornflakes. So, like, you know, I'm not saying that I should have been allowed to eat, like, cocoa puffs all day, every day. But, you know, maybe once in a while right. would have been a little bit nicer. And yeah. so I got, I became, like, I don't know, food insecure in, like, a really odd way for, like, a middle class white chick where it's, like, you know, I feel like I, like I want to eat all these things. I've been told by my dad I should, like, eat all these things and enjoy all the things. But then, you know, then he talks about my weight. And then having my mom, who also talks about my weight and says you can have nothing. 
dude, I, I, I have to say, and, and this, and again, I think this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where your experience, female experience, is way different than male experience. I've been, I've been called fat by my mother, but it was like I hadn't seen her in a long time. And I, and I, like, let's say like two, three years I hadn't seen her. Mm-hmm. Uh, various reasons we've talked about before, I think, on the podcast. But like, I show up with my then girlfriend. We had both gained weight and like, we both knew it, but like, we weren't doing anything about it. And uh, we walk in, first words out of her mouth, you guys gained weight. And that's that Balkan yeah. bullshit. Like, that was the first thing, because that was always going to be the first thing she noticed. But then if you eat two eggs, is that going to be enough? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's very much it's very much self-destructive mentality of you have to maintain this appearance. And, and it, it's all, it, I mean, everything, everything for Balkans, at least in my experience, is how you how you look to other people mm-hmm. the shit you buy where you work how many jobs you have because that was a thing as well because it was like if she had three jobs she only wanted people to think she had one that's how she could afford everything mm-hmm. she has the nice job not that she's working three times as hard as everyone yeah um and that was the thing is it, it the difference is that's the one time she made like an offhanded comment about my weight yeah you had to grow up with your parents both <laughs> from different angles entirely talking about your weight. I, it's a completely different situation. And like, yeah. I, I can't, you know, I can't put myself in those shoes. I, I will never have that experience, but it's like everyone, it, everyone's having a different experience. Mm-hmm. And that's why like, yes, while I say that I don't believe that anyone is happy to be fat, I can understand coming from a situation where, Maybe for the longest time in your life, your parents were super restrictive and they, you had to be skinny and you couldn't be happy unless you were skinny. Mm-hmm. You could find happiness in just like the antithesis of the thing that you were like right. drilled into. I can, I can see that for sure. Well, but I think that's another and the, thing to do. The deal hard with. thing too, though, is that, I mean, when I was eight and under, like I was really small. I was short and I was thin and I stayed the same. I mean, from the time I was five until I was eight, I was like almost the same size. Jeez. I didn't grow a lot (laughs) and I was thin. And, and the weird thing is that like people used to make fun of me for being so small and so thin. And then make fun of me because I was tall. Yeah. And then as soon as I started to like hit puberty, then it just it, it's really weird to be able to go from um, I was active, but I would eat like I would eat like a whole container of Oreos in like a day. I could do that for funsies. And it took you a day. <laughs> and I could do it. I could do it. I could and do it nothing faster. would happen. And now, you know, now, well, when you're yeah, when you're a kid is different. Everything's different, well, right? Well, some kids are fat. Some kids are thin. That's true. I don't get that. Some kids are fat, and then when they hit puberty, like, they lose it. It's just everybody's body's different. That's right. Yeah. Man. And, and that's and that's why all of the – that's why when you say, like, diets don't work. Yeah. It's because diets are – and, again, going back to my point, super generalized. Right. Generalized yeah. shit doesn't help anybody. And that's why I really don't like the all or nothing mentality because, like, um, 
you as I like a perfect example, I think, or at least one a perfect example would be um, the artist Lizzo. Okay. She is a very large and in charge woman. Yes. And she used to be bigger than she is now. Jesus. And she, don't be an asshole. I was 30 to 40 pounds larger than I am now. That's fucking huge. Okay. Well, then she was fucking huge. I'm, objectively speaking. She's I, I mean, still huge. I don't, I mean, I don't she's see She's a big woman. Person, she's a big but, woman. I see her take, I follow her on TikTok. But anyway, the point like, being. She makes interesting shit. She came, she initially came out and my under, well, when she came out on the scene, my understanding was that she was very unapologetically big and it was like yeah i'm here i'm large and i'm in charge if you don't like it move and there's nothing wrong with that but she did end up she's lost weight but she's still a large woman and people were coming out of the woodworks like on the one side you had people that say you know you have to be fine with yourself and like fully embrace if you're fat um, we're saying like she has bought into diet culture. She's <sighs> betrayed us. How could you do this to us? That's so kind silly. Of thing. That's so and silly. And it's like it's not about you. And I do understand the concern when people seem to be about one thing and then pivot. Like uh, I wouldn't even say it was extreme. Political. A political spectrum. Like yeah. I guess. Spectrum. No, no, I don't mean her, but I just mean like I, I see what you mean, but, like as far as concern if yeah. somebody says A and then now they're saying B but and it's so a completely different she thing. Lost, I like I don't know what she weighed initially. I don't know what she weighs now. I know that she was bigger. I know that she's smaller now, but she is still large. Um, and people were like, "Why? How could you do this? I thought you were happy with yourself. I don't understand." And the problem, the the biggest problem with that is that my understanding is I think, I. Th- think i had read that um i think black women are the most under uh served and usually have the most health issues uh in large part because of socioeconomic status but also because the medical community tends to uh, has historic not tends to they have historically marginalized people black people specifically use them for their own experimentation and have like and have and there's history of uh doctors knowing that black people have problems and they haven't told them because they wanted to use them as like natural social experiments to be like oh we just won't tell you that you have this thing we're gonna wait and see what it does to you and like take notes Wow. Yeah, like this documented. It's a historical thing. And so yeah. and so she specifically she basically had just said like I have a lot of health issues. Like I'm still fine with being a bigger woman. I just want to be a healthier bigger woman for mm. me. And it was like you don't need to do it. And that's and that's 100% what it should be. I just want to do it. Yeah. And but then you also have people where like she's been uh documenting workouts that she does. She talks about food that she eats she recently posted about like a smoothie detox cleanse thing which i have questions about because i don't really 
believe in cleanses and detoxing, but if it works for her, it works for her. And I don't think what she was doing was like extreme. Right. But you had people that were coming out like basic it's you had people also coming out that were basically like, why do you even bother when you're still so fat? Jesus it's Christ. like an all or nothing. So it's like the the people who are happy being fat want you to stay fat. They aren't happy when you're still fat. They're mad that you're not as fat as you were. And then you have people that are like, well, it's all or nothing. Who cares that you, I would guess she probably lost 30 pounds. That's just a guess. But, you know, they're like, oh, well, why lose 30 when you should lose 60 Dude, that more? shit's so fucking stupid. Because, like, and that's, again, that goes back to, like, your experience and my experience are always going to be different. Because guess what? Uh, I watched, I'm so excited about it, but I watched the trailer for the, the Mighty Duck show. And I did notice that Emilio Estevez gained weight. Mm-hmm. I'll guarantee, I will guarantee every dollar that I have and that I've ever earned that nobody said shit about that to him. Probably not. Nobody, not one person involved with that operation was like, hey, Emilio, can you like lose a few pounds? Right. Because they don't fucking care. Well, and it's more However, acceptable. if it was Amelia, we're oh. like, ah, oh, you know, we really want to get like the same kind of look as before. Mm-hmm. Bet you. I bet you money on that. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. Like you see these conversations and I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at like, uh, uh, what the fuck was it? Uh, Saved by the Bell was just for, you know, yeah. they started another new season or whatever. Um, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, they all kind of look like when they did in high school mm-hmm. i'm like and i know tiffany decent gained a few pounds yeah nothing wrong with that i like tiffany decent thick <laughs> mm. tiffany decent man that's my childhood dream like her and topanga god together fuck me uh, <laughs> that's just laugh if i lose my head but like she gained a few pounds nothing wrong with that but i'm looking at the trailer and i was like she lost a few pounds and i was like I wonder if that was the studio, and I and and as much as even if it wasn't, even my even if by some miracle they didn't say shit, right? How much of it is social expectation, right? Her going into that role being like, well, people are gonna want me to be skinny or right. something those ways. So fucking stupid. Um, so fucking stupid. What was I gonna say? Well, I think especially too, like I would say about. Five years ago, you saw this push of, like, the dad bod. It's so hot and acceptable. There was somebody who just posted something about it on TikTok who was, like, who was like a dude at the gym or whatever. He's, like, yeah. super ripped. He's, like, I don't see how, y- how y'all can, like, a, like a dad bod. I'm, like, people like different shit, I don't Cocker. see a problem with a dad bod. This is not a judgment on the dad bod. I just thought it was interesting that society was, like, this is fine. And yeah. this is sexy. Dude, but are then like, like, you know, but then at the same time, you have all these posts that are like, oh, that one actress who's now 40 can't seem to drop the baby weight. Dude, it's so fucking dumb. It's so incredibly ridiculous. Ridiculous. And you, I do feel that um, I don't think that everybody should be forced to be attracted to people who are larger. But I think that dating and being in relationships with people that are larger is becoming more uh, acceptable, I suppose. Yeah, I think I think um, it, it needs to I think it needs to be more personality based. Like you need to right. start liking people. But like, still in but still you have trouble necessarily seeing 
representation of all large bodies because the ones that are still being promoted tend to still just be the like voluptuous thick. Yeah, it's like Two, it is. Scenes, it's like you know? thick. Like that's what's presented as like being plus size or yeah. overweight or dude. You know, plus larger. size in Hollywood is such a joke because I, I the whole, this whole time we've been talking, I keep thinking back to uh, remember Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Uh, did you ever like see the whole series? Or, Not like, the whole series. There was an episode where uh, the the girlfriend Mary mm-hmm. uh, and like the main dude John Lithgow's character. I always forget his name, but like they went shopping. Yeah. And she was she, she was at a store and she's like, oh, I need a size eight, and the woman's like, Oh, I'm sorry, we don't carry plus sizes. Uh, As she gets out of there, she's like fuming. She's like, Why did a size eight become plus size? Like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, well, I mean, in modeling, like eight, I think was plus size. Like in modeling. Yeah. Eight was plus size. But modeling's a whole different fucking bag of um, shit to get. I'm glad to see that people are getting over like height differences. You see a lot of shorter men with taller women now than you used to, I think. That was really that was really some small dick shit, right? Some small dick energy shit. Like dudes who were like, mm, I don't want a woman who's bigger than me. Like, it was like a power thing. I guess. Like they don't want to feel like they're diminutive to. to I mean, that's fucking dumb. I don't even like saying small dick energy because that's like I don't like the small dick, big dick stuff because it's like assigning a value to size of dicks it's just Small. it's just insecure <sighs> stupidness i don't know and see again that it just goes back to you could have a dude with a small dick that's a really great guy i think that's i think that's and they, and they often are they often are because <laughs> they need to they need to make up for it because we know people who uh, either have self-professed a large penis or uh, have just shared details. <laughs> like, like I, a lot of people... And they're usually assholes. Yeah. I mean, like, I know people now who are like, I'm surprised that you... <laughs> it's gonna, It sounds stupid. It's like, I'm surprised that you have all these thoughts and you swear a lot and you don't seem to give a shit, um, which has taken a lot of work. But, they, but I they, feel... They were surprised that you have thoughts? Yeah. Oh, shit. But I think that I've kind of, like, I definitely worked really hard at cultivating, like, uh, a pleasing and interesting personality to make up for all the, like, fuckery of my childhood and recognizing that even even when I was just a size 12, that I was considered bigger and had to work harder for affection. So... To combat that, you worked harder to create a more interesting personality. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. To be fair, though, like a lot of that is why why like I was into you, as you were like I fucking studied these languages and I went overseas and I was like, oh, I mean that stuff was fun. I mean that was just fun. That wasn't like I wasn't like oh let me learn Serbian to be more marketable. But you're like, it's funny because I, I remember when I was like out searching and uh, like I, I was talking to, to the boys and I was like, well, like, like this guy with four fucking rules, like no smoking. Uh, 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 what was it? What was it? Uh, no smoke. You had to be into art of some sort because I was I, at first I was saying comics, but I was like, that's such a at the time fucking the world has changed. And I'm like, so but, I'm not. but at the time it was like such a niche thing. So I was like, eh, not into comics. Like, comics is such a, like, and even if she were into comics, like, it would be the the likelihood that she'd be into the same exact kind. Because, like, 
I don't know that I could be with someone who's like, Superman's the greatest superhero ever. I'm like, that's just basic. That's so basic, and I can't have this conversation with you. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Like, I would need, like, an X-Men fan. Like, Spider-Man fan. Like, that's, that's complex. I'm like an X-Men movie fan. And I appreciate that. And, like, and you're into stuff. Like, you're into nerdy stuff. But you, you have nerdy shit that you're into that I, I like, beer. You know, we talked about this before. If you guys watched the vlog. Uh, we talked about beer and you're just like talking about all these things. And I'm just like, I don't care about these things, but I love watching you like talk about it and discuss it. And like, cause you're into it and you get fucking psyched and animated about it. Whereas I'm just kind of like good, better, best. Like that's my shit. Like this is tasty. This is not tasty. Uh, like that in that video, that one, the one, the, the combination club that we did where we combined beer, that's the most I've ever like analyzed beer in my life. Yeah. combined like if you took all the other times i ever thought more than a second about beer it wouldn't add up to what what, what that video was so like right. i the the stuff like your interests and your like what you're into and like that's really what drew me to you like the fact that you knew more about my culture than i did like that shit's a that's perplexing so that's like interesting so like i want to find out more and i and it's just like I come to you when I have quite like I talk to my sisters who live in Serbia yeah. and I I can't figure something out. I don't know what something says. I don't know if I'm getting the context. Hey, read this. What are they saying? <laughs> what does this mean? Right. Like, I don't go to them. If was, you're like, I don't really know. I'll be like, all right, I'll go sidebar, to the fallback. <laughs> sidebar. I'm so annoyed uh, because um, this woman that I know She's doing some um, ancestry research, and mm. her, I think she said grandfather or great, great-grandfather, I think, came from Croatia. Okay. But he was from, I mean, but again, this is like uh, whatever year it was when her great-great-grandpa would have been alive. So uh, probably eight, um, late, late, late 1800s. 1800s, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Is that Ottoman era? No, Ottomans left late 1700s. So, um, so first of all, you're talking about like centuries ago, at this point. Yeah. And then she, and then he's from a region that is like situated almost between, uh, like Istria on the coast. Okay. And like northern Istria, yeah, like Istria where it's like northern coastal. Right. And near Slovenia. Okay. And again, like who I don't I'd have to look and see like who was doing what in that area at the yeah. time. But so it she It gets complicated very quickly. She found this uh she found this like church record that had some information about him and she asked me to translate and I was looking at it and I was like, Okay, I think I understand most of it, but it was also in cursive and it wasn't like the cleanest cursive. Jeez. <sighs> and and so I'm looking at this thing, and there's, like, one verb that I can't make out. And so right. I said, okay, let me ask my Croatian teacher. So I messaged her, and, like, she was able to read everything except for that word, too. Mm. And without knowing what that word is, it's hard to tell what the rest of the thing says because normally... Because it brings context. Normally, because it is a gendered language and it has cases, it typically makes it easy to tell who's talking about what. Right. But the problem here is that it is all in nominative case, so nothing changes. But on top of that, uh, he is male, and part of what this 
thing is talking about is also a word that is male. And so without that verb, knowing what that is, it says, it says like uh, February 7th, a baptismal certificate was issued and blank. That he or it... I don't know if it's referring to him or referring to the baptismal record. Oh, shit. He or it is either, uh, the word I think was like Vienchan, uh, which could either be uh, that, like some, what? it could either be that he is married. Right. Or that it, the record, is eternal. But I don't know what the verb is. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's, oh, that, wow. Yeah. So like it could be it could say it so without knowing what the verb I mean it didn't have like a it didn't have like n e in front of it so it's probably like not negative right but uh, and the thing is is that the word could either be, it could be a religious word that I'm not familiar with it could be a historical word that's not used anymore and could, Croatians you said did like extra work to make their shit different but that Col- was in recent years. oh okay but. I mean, being that close to Istria and Slovenia, it could be like it could be a Slovenia it could word. be a, a mixed language or, word. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, know. Man. That's fuck that shit, so, dude. And, but see, like that's the kind of shit. Like that's you're nerdy about languages. Yeah. You're a language nerd, and it's fucking like it's adorable. I won't. I won't let so you. she like, was I like. So that. at first, I was like, I can't tell what this verb is. I think it says uh, he he is married. And then she was kind of like, oh, I might need to, like, look for marriage records. I thought he didn't get married until, you know, whatever, but maybe he had a wife and brought her over or maybe he was widowed or something. Right. And then I was kind of, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I started playing, and then I told her, I said, I started playing around in Google Translate, which I was like, is not super scientific, but every once in a while you get lucky. And so I said, I played around with it a little bit. I tried to kind of guess at what I thought the word was. Based on the le- like matching up the letters and seeing like okay this seems to be this okay it's not that could it be this, and it kept it kept um, it kept um, giving suggestions of like Latvian or Slovenian words. But even okay. when I tried those words, it didn't make sense because gotcha. the way that it was translating it made it sound like it was um, like it was related to like uh, ice or ice cream or something and I'm like that doesn't make sense unless right. it has something to do with like something being frozen like could it be that something was like annulled or you know put on hold I'm like but that doesn't really make sense but then when I played around with it it had changed it from he is married to it is eternal and so I was like okay mm. maybe this is in reference to the certificate uh, I and see. I'm like but I don't know what the verb is so so this so this is a certificate and it's issued for X, something which and it is was eternal and it, verified yeah, that's or was you know that's authorized funny. i don't know i don't recognize the word my croatian teacher doesn't recognize the word i told her she should contact the um croatian catholic church they might have some more info yeah but it might be yeah that's a good call they, they it might be like a standard document and that just like that word's been replaced in later years i don't know Damn, that's crazy. Talk about a tangent. Yeah, hell a tangent. But that's but that shit's interesting. Like that shit's interesting to me. Like I'm not super into language, but like I love discussing language with you. So like, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Because the problem is, like, if you say 
Yeah, it was like if it if it almost would be any other verb or if they were like talking about it in a different context, if you changed it, it would be easy to tell if it was talking about him or the document. Right. But it just happens to be that the way that that one's written is confusing. So, I mean, then there's, I don't want to say that there's a high chance, but then there's a chance that it could be something that's more of like a form document, like it's written in such a way that it can serve multiple purposes. Well, because where it was written, it was like, uh, it looked like it was kind of almost like just a historical records church book Hmm. where it would be like, you put the person's name, you put like a date, you put like information. Right. And it just, and it didn't even necessarily seem like it was completely in order. It just sort of seemed in order of like when people were like searching for info. So it was like, you know, he, he was X amount of years old when he left. She thinks what it might be is that it it's not a record of his baptism and it's not necessarily a record of any other life event in and of itself, but it might be referring to that like he stopped by the church, he was issued a baptismal record and something else because he needed to gather documents for traveling to America. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. So. It could be like a like an index, mm-hmm. like a almost like a track like a tracker of activity. Yeah, well, because even the book, the text, because it was uh, it was printed. Right. That part was in Latin because it's from a church. Sure. But then everything else seemed to be written in Croatian, but Croatian from the late 1800s. That's crazy. Or maybe early ni- like super early 1900s, let's say. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I uh I once my 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 teacher my teacher in eighth grade social studies class um hands me a document. I forget what it was. Uh and he's like he's like, Oh, uh your people were here during the revolution. And I was like, What the fuck are you talking about? And he shows me a document and I can read it. Hmm. And I was like, what am I, how am I reading this? He's like, yeah, this is from the revolution. I was like, like blown away. Hmm. And it, but it was marked Bohemian. Oh. And I was like, so it wasn't your, I was like, did they, is that, I'm like, did they read, like, did they name that wrong? Like how to, cause that, you have to understand. Because why would the language... Like, I could read it. Yeah. Not like some words. Oh. I could read it. Okay. It was clear as day, like, I don't want to say modern Balkan, yeah. like, Bosnian, Bosnian huh. Serbian, Croatian. But, like, I could read it. Wait, but, like, did you... Was it that you fully understood it? Or yeah. Or you were like, this is close enough that I get what no, it's No, no, no. Like, every word. Huh. Like, maybe a word here How and there that I couldn't. Bohemian? Um, whoever, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was huh. just, it was a document. It was a historical document from, I, I wish I could remember what it was from. Uh, but he was like, yeah. So he's like, can you read this? And I was like, yeah, yeah. What is this? And he's like, this is from the revolution. And I was like, what are you talking about? Cause I was like, how would they have even gotten here? Like, like boats didn't exist. Like they couldn't get on boats. So my guess, my guess would be one of two things would either be that, it was, in fact, Bosnian or similar. Right. Um, and was mislabeled. Yeah. Or that 
my understanding, so like uh, my ex who spoke Polish said that he could almost understand Czech, but that it to him it sounded and read like it was like Polish 100 years ago. Because Slavic huh. languages have like common roots. Of course. And so if you were to go back to the revolution, it is quite possible that at the time Czech might have been more closely linked to Bosnian. I'd need to look into it, but because what is Bohemia? Bohemia is a part. Uh, Bohemia, I, I'm trying to remember. It was part of both Czech Republic and Slovakia, mm. but Bohemia was a region of Czechoslovakia. I see. I think it is fully inside the Czech Republic now. It does. I, could see I don't that. even know that it exists anymore. I mean, there's like the region, but it's not what it was. Sure, like, sure, 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 sure. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I could see. That makes sense. But the, the, the funny thing is that my family is Bohemian, but they make like they made a big deal of being like essentially we're not Czech, we're Bohemian, because like Bohemian was more cultured. It was closer to Western Europe. <laughs> it had like closer ties to Western Europe. Um, so it was kind of like, oh, we're not, we're not villagers, we're Bohemian. That's so interesting. So like, why is it that um, my only real example is Rent, but I feel like I've had it, I've heard it in other like movies and shit, brought up uh, as like, like an an artistic center, like a, like my my understanding. And I have a loose understanding of it is that when you refer to like people or areas as being bohemian, it's that it's kind of free spirit and artistic because that region was known for its arts. I see. And they were kind of like ahead of their time for the area and sort of like led a lot of the artistic, not rebel, not revolution, but like they were kind of at the forefront of a lot of stuff with like art like draw like uh I th- like Muha was really tied together with like Bohemia oh, I think. Oh man, his shit is so good. And so like a lot of people from Austria um and like like Austro-Hungarian Empire. Right. A lot of the stuff was like happening in Bohemia, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's so very interesting. My my other thought with with that document was that uh maybe they were Bosnians. But like the Americans, just like yeah, eh, Bohemian. I wish that you. That's the one they knew. I wish you knew where it was, or. I wonder. But that's the thing too is that <gasps> it would. D works there. Where? At that school. Oh. I, I'm gonna ask her if he's still there. Mm. Uh, I don't know. He was, was he was already say? old when I was there. Um. It is quite possible that, because like uh, I think there were a lot of people from Czechoslovakia in the U.S. around that time, so it is quite possible that they might have just been like, "You're Slavic, close enough." Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. Like they just like were like, "Eh, close enough." Yeah. You said Bosnian. You mean Bohemian? You probably mean Bohemian. <laughs> yeah, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like that many people from the area came over until more recent times. Yeah. I'd need to look into it more. But it's, I mean, it was the first mention I had heard yeah. of anybody pre like modern times. 
especially I was like as far back as the revolution, I was just kind of like that, like because yeah. then then because I knew like very very loose reference to like Ottoman Empire and Austro-Hungarian right. Empire, like I knew very very loose concepts of that. Like I didn't even know what I know now, which is still very little. Uh, so like, but I was like, I guess it's possible that like somebody would have left over there. Mm-hmm. I like, I was just kind of blown away that he had a document from 400 years ago that I could read. And I was kind of yeah. like, I think what the my fuck? understanding is that, I mean, like there was a lot of culture in Bohemia, but I also feel like they were sort of treated as like the hippies of their time. So it was sort of like that flower, mm, like wild child, Okay. So that made, that like kind of makes sense for how it's you portrayed. Know, they weren't dressing the necessarily in suits. They might have had like, mm. you know, would have been a little bit more fashionable, but in sort of like a fun way. Interesting. Very interesting. I'd need to look into it more, but that's my loose understanding of it. Speaking of fashion, uh, back to what our, we were originally talking about. Is this going to be like another podcast? Uh, no, this is back. To, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to trying to trying to swing it back around real quick. Two hours, uh, two hours and fifty minutes. Jesus. No one yeah. wants to hear. You better yeah. edit this the fuck down. I mean, we're, we're probably going to cut 20 minutes for fucking dealing with the dog. <laughs> cut more. Uh, but no, like, um, I I think. Everyone I talk to says, if a podcast is longer than an hour, I'm out. <laughs> That's why I listen fast. I listen at high speed. No. I listen to high speed. Anyway, back on track. Back on track. Bring back, it around. Back on track. Back on track. Um, I, I, I guess I can see. The, the the possibility there being of people who are happy in their fatness uh i just think and i could be wrong i'm open i'm always open to being wrong i just really want to put that out there i, I say a lot of shit and it sounds like i'm stating fucking the lord's gospel but i'm 100 percent at all times willing to be wrong i'm if i am you know, I'm very much a matter of like, you know, they talk about, oh, like, what if you p- practice one religion and then Jesus shows up at the end and you were wrong? Like, well, then I was wrong and we get to move on. Like, whatever, whatever the, you know, if Jesus shows up and he's like, Protestants had it right. We're like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right. Cast down whatever fucking judgment you have, you know, like, put me wherever you need to put me because I did not believe the Protestant way, you know, like, whatever. To me, I'm okay with being wrong. So, like, I just don't think that most of those situations are on a, on a mental level mm-hmm. coming from a healthy place. I think it could very well be situations where people are overcompensating. Maybe they were hyper-restricted or, you know, hyper-regulated in their lives just in general. Like, you have to work out or you have to go do sports or you have, you know, like, people – people grow up in really, really different ways. Like I've met a lot of people who like did like legit, you know, the shit you see in movies, like, Oh, they went to like violin lessons and all this shit. And I'm just kind of like, I thought that wasn't real. You know, like, so like I get people who are like, "Eh, I don't really like music. Yeah. Cause like they were just forced to absorb all this music when they were young. And to the point where like, they can't find enjoyment in it. Cause they're like, trying to figure it out or they're trying to like listen for notes and they just can't enjoy music so like i get that i get that and but i think that's like a thing you got to deal with because that to me seems like i'm not saying everyone needs to like music or everyone you know 
needs to be at a certain weight. But I just think that if you are ignoring the very real, like there is a very small percentage, if any percentage exists of people that are going to have zero negative physical effects from being overweight. Mm -hmm. And if you are just ignoring that, then you like, if you are willfully ignoring the actual real physical effects, you're going to have like joint damage, like bone damage from being overweight. If you were just ignoring that and saying you're happy to be fat, I just don't, I guess I can't understand how that could come from a healthy place because that's a real thing that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as I'm aware, there's no example of somebody living into their 80s or 90s fat and happy. You know, like my understanding and I might need to brush up or relook into it is that a lot of the negative effects that people talk about if you're fat do not necessarily affect you so much just because you're fat. Like a lot of people that need knee surgery, uh, fat or not fat is like about the same. People who have heart attacks, fat or not fat is like, it's not like grossly so skewed towards people being fat or something. Right. It increases risks. It increases a lot of risks. But I just mean like, I don't even mean like internal stuff because internal stuff is super highly dependent on biology. Uh, But I just mean like weight, Mm -hmm. you know, like knee surgery, hip surgery, that stuff. Like the more weight you're carrying, the older you get, your bones disintegrate naturally. So at some point, the more weight you have, the harder that transition is going to be. Like when your bones start to get weaker, which they will everyone's bones get weaker over time. But I think part of the reason you don't see a lot of older, like way older people that are fat too, is that uh, your metabolism changes again. You're saying people just like, will naturally lose like weight. Like my great aunt ate the worst shit all the time. And she was small. So. I don't know. Uh, it's... I just think the knee jerk reaction shouldn't be that when you go to a doctor and say, you know, I've got, this skin problem that they're like, you have to lose the weight. Yeah. I hate that shit. Or I hate that like shit. when I showed up at the doctor and I'm like, I was doing this thing, this specific thing. And then I noticed that this was bothering me and it's continued to bother me. Right. And they were like, well, you're overweight and you're getting older. And I'm like, I'm 145 pounds and I'm 25. What? <laughs> that doesn't do that. <laughs> And again, that just goes back to the same fucking concept that we kept talking about is your experience and mine are always going to be different. Yeah. The first time I went to see a GP, which granted was not till I was like 27 or 28, however old I was. uh, The first time he damn near tiptoed around the idea that I was fat (laughs) and I was blown away. I was just like, this guy can't talk science. This is science. We're not talking oh. like I mean, I'm not. We're, he's not. He's not addressing my yeah. feelings. I'm not crying my eyes out here. <laughs> he literally couldn't ask me. Like he was like, so uh, how long have you been at this weight? Well, what you have I was to like, are you fucking kidding me? What you have to understand though is that like uh, bullying and shaming. A lot of people feel, and this was kind of confirmed in the 
post on Facebook that went out of control uh, that a lot of people still feel that like you have to you have to shame people into doing what you feel is right. And it's your obligation yeah, that to stupid. make people uncomfortable if they aren't, comfor- aren't uncomfortable already uh, to get the results you want. And the studies time and time again show um, that it doesn't work. People feel worse about it. Then they're just fat and unhappy. Instead of just being fat and maybe wanting to do something to improve right. and doing some like little steps. Like that's the thing is the people want all or nothing. Oh, it's not good. And you know, you're overweight. It's not good enough that you like lose five pounds and your blood pressure is where it should be. You're still 20 pounds overweight. It's not good enough. It, yeah. It's, it, it gets real, real dumb, real fast with shit like that. Um, it, it, it's very much, <clears throat> it's very much a matter of, um, and it's how, it's how people talk about it. When you, when you tiptoe around it and when you try to like not make it an issue, when someone is like clear, like everyone's aware that they're fat. There's nobody walking around. It's right. like, I, I don't think I'm fat. And that's the thing is a lot of people think people somehow don't uh, recognize it. Yeah. Like they don't know. And it's they like, don't know. No, trust me. Society's telling me all the time. We know. Yeah. Like, no, I, I'm reminded every time when I, when I, you know, when I have to pick where I'm sitting, mm-hmm. when I have to consider if I can eat, you know, that's why we haven't done any restaurants even outdoor seating this year obviously on top of corona but like we haven't tried outdoor seating because almost every single restaurant uses the same seats and my big ass can't fit in them right so i've just flat out been like i don't want to do outdoor seating i'm just not i'm not even considering it a possibility so like it, it it doesn't it doesn't make sense to to try to all he wants all, all he wants to do is go to bed anyway, this is a great chat you're done she's gonna walk away this is my problem this is my problem this is what it comes down to this whole thing has just been a a one-man intervention uh uh i think you're right yeah the 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 idea that like uh shaming people into action Mm -hmm. it's it's fucking stupid it's fucking stupid. And really, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, even under the guise of caring about people's weight and whatever the fuck else people try to say to, like, justify why they're being assholes, uh, it's none of your fucking business. Right. Like, I say there are no, there's nobody out there being happy that they're fat. End of the day, I don't really care. I'm just, I, I care, I care on a level of there are people expecting shit to bend to them because they're overweight and they don't want to adjust their thoughts or their actions. They don't want to be like, all right, well, you know, I can get my clothes here, here, and here and go shop there. They're like, no, no, no. All these other places also need to have clothes for me. Right. Like aside from the fact that there are clearly bad decisions, like people have money. They want to give you the money, make the things. That's stupid. I don't know why you wouldn't want like as Abercrombie and Fitch or, Aeropostale, well, because you know the they were trying to like protect their brand image. Yeah, they and that had shit's an dumb. Image of what they wanted. Exactly, and that shit's dumb. And I think that's at some point uh, when when your margin becomes real, real slim, and you're not making a lot of money. You're suddenly going to see motherfuckers start expanding yeah. their fucking size base. Uh, the problem is, you know, then there's going to be options because that's mm-hmm. right now businesses are being built around larger people. People are making stuff like. DXL is not the only place where I can buy t-shirts anymore. Uh, DXL is not the only place where I can buy t-shirts anymore. 
and you know i have options Mm -hmm. which means i don't have to buy the 12 you know star wars or marvel or whatever pop culture t-shirts uh, I can make my own t-shirts. I can wear my, wear my own shit. Like there are options all over the fucking place. So like DXL now has to go over overboard on customer service. Last time we went there when I was getting fitted for, for Celeste wedding, mm. that dude stayed with us the whole time. Oh yeah. Last year when I was, I still was buying like three or four pieces. Like I was like, all right, you're going to find that here. Let me know if you need me and walked away. But I think it also depends. I think it depends on the salesperson. I think yeah, it also depends that, on course. how busy they are, and and it probably also heavily depends on like what type of commissions they might be doing if they're doing there's commissions. There's that. There's of course that. There's a lot of factors in most things. Mm-hmm. But end of the day, it's like fat. Like my opinion about somebody else's like being fat or their appearance or any of that shit doesn't fucking matter. My opinion, your opinion, it doesn't matter. You tell me, like, now we are in a relationship. You tell me, hey, I'm not attracted to you. Like, this is a problem. If I if I don't process that, that's obviously going to damage our relationship. Right. Like, that's I have to take into account other. Like, your opinion matters because we are in a relationship. If you are not in a direct relationship with somebody, their opinion doesn't fucking matter. Right. Like, any, I walk down the street, every single neighbor could tell me, What's up, Fatty? Right. I would just be like, might be time to move. These guys are assholes. Yeah. That's all I'm going to think. Always... I'm not going to be like, fuck you. You know, like, it, it's it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's it. It's always hard to know what you should or shouldn't say to people about their appearance or health. Because I think on one level, like, if you notice something about someone and you're worried about them, like, you want to show concern. Right. one way or another but at the same time it's none of your business and it could be hurtful so i think that's hard that's why i try when i see people who have lost or gained weight i don't really make any comments about it because um like i know people who have lost weight because they were incredibly sick right but the but the mentality tends to be that if people lose weight that they, they have did done it with purpose good. and that it's something... a good thing. Yeah. And so I did see, I had a, I went to a party and I saw somebody who I hadn't seen in a while and he had lost a significant amount of weight. And, um, one of our other friends commented on it, but it was, very, but I felt she did it in a pretty decent way. That was like, kind of like, Oh wow. I haven't seen you in a long time. You look really different. Um, was it intentional? Or you know something like that. Hey, like that's, good reason, bad that's a, reason. Yeah, that's a really that's a really it uh, wasn't considerate like a, you way. Look to, so good. Yeah, that's a really considerate way to because to broach that subject. After she said what she said, he basically was like, "It it wasn't from a good thing," and I don't know what that was. It could be anything. Right, right. It could be any number of things. But that's a really it's yeah. a really considerate way to bring that up. But, and it's hard, too, because, like, there's some people I know that, like, I think they've looked better when they've gained weight. But I don't know how they feel about it. I agree. It. I agree. Yeah. Uh, like, on a super, super superficial level, uh, uh, Jessica Alba. There was mm-hmm. a period where she lost, like, way more weight. Yeah. And I was kind of like, eh, you look weird and unhealthy. Like, you look like, like, you look like you might break. Mm. And I was like, five, maybe ten. Like, whatever you were at before, do that. Like, yeah. you know, like, like. My opinion fucking matters, but at the same time, it I genuinely felt like she looked like she might be sick. Yeah, I mean, and that's like, like 
that's to, that's like i think there is a too skinny i think there is uh we watched the thing the other day where the but dude, there's also the people dude who like are too skinny that can't help it like of that's course, just their metabolism of course, of course it's a it's a whole different situation i mean like dino fought for like a year and a half to gain weight yeah and like lifting and lifting and lifting like i've never I seen wish I had that problem. i've never in my life seen somebody with a concave chest and this boy had a concave chest <laughs> i was like i don't even know how that happens like how does your body create that like, yeah. that's not how bodies are shaped like so i like, and the thing too is that like i know people i know people who have lost weight and i think they looked fine before and i think they look fine now i ob- what objectively subjectively subjectively <laughs> I subjectively think that they look better. Right. But I also know that the reason they lost that weight is because they had a vital organ removed that makes it harder for them to eat certain foods. So, like, they have no choice but to not eat stuff that was making them weigh more. Well, it's like, uh, (laughs) uh, what's her face? I don't know. I I always forget her damn name. But, like, uh, the woman from, she was on The View, but I think they fired her after after she got her. She got, like, bypassed. I don't she like asked her bypass. I just forget her I name. I don't watch the view. Um, but when she got her bypass and she lost a shit ton of weight, uh, she looked like a fucking bobblehead because her head's huge. Well, that happened. The thing you have to understand though is that a lot of people that have gastric bypass or that lose like a crazy amount of weight, um, there tends to be your. It's like your metabolism goes into overdrive and you don't necessarily know what you are or aren't doing and you lose more weight than you intend yeah. and then it comes back like i have a friend who um she was like about the size that i am now and when she was like in high school and like starting college i want to say and then she kind of uh she i think was sort of like binge eating she wasn't purging or, or anything but she would like binge eat and she finally kind of got a hold of that because she was like because she realized that she had a small bone structure and she was kind of like i actually have like probably a naturally slim figure i'm just abusing food right and so then when she 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 just like just came to that yeah well god bless man i mean uh so i just mean like some people need like therapist intervention for that kind of thought of it a little bit but so what triggered it was that she had she had like a really kind of um, toxic relationship, I guess, or like mutually destructive relationship. Okay. Uh, and when they broke up for what was, I don't know, like the fifth time. Jesus. And might have been the last time finally. Uh, she was so depressed that she stopped eating for a few days, which is not good. Right. But if you don't eat for a while, then you have trouble like eating bigger portions when you go back to eating. Right. And she also didn't know what to do with herself. So she started biking everywhere. And I think she was biking like um, 20 miles a day. So she lost. That'll do it. Yeah. So she went from probably like a size 12, 14 down to like a size two in a year. Jesus Christ. And she was like getting frustrated because it was way more weight than she even intended to lose. Right. But she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I've got this new metabolism with the lifestyle I started living. And, like, I can't keep the weight on now. And she finally did get to a point where she gained some more. Because I said to her, too, I was like, I'm like, I want to be supportive, but I'm worried about you. And she was like, I'm worried about me, too. Don't worry. (laughs) 
Uh, and so she finally did gain some more weight. And then I felt uh, subjectively that she she seemed to look and feel better than she had when she had been overweight and abusing food. Admittedly, she admitted that she was abusing food. But she definitely looked better than when she was like skeletal, which was not intended. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing is people people's everybody's situation is different. I mean, like, like I said, with, with Dino, he was, he was eating cause he was really into basketball at the time. So he was lifting to just try to be stronger mm-hmm. and he was into basketball. So he was doing ridiculous amounts of cardio cause he was on the school team. So he was just constantly in practice. So he was ridiculous amounts of cardio. He was eating like 6,000 calories oh a gosh. fucking day. And he couldn't keep weight Well, on. that's like swimmers. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, depending on your activity level and like what you're doing, right? You, everything changes. Fucking everything changes. So like, yeah, the, it, it, it is very individual. Like weight is a very individual thing. Mm-hmm. And we have as a society, unfortunately, done what we always fucking do. Yeah. And we, we, we prop up everybody that fits into a little box we shove them all in that box and we tell them they all have to do the same thing like you got to eat less and you got to work out more well that's really detrimental to some people's lives Mm -hmm. exactly so like it it, it's just it goes to prove my overall fucking statement of stop generalizing shit like generalizing shit is just dangerous because and start accepting the fact that there could actually be fat people who genuinely love being fat people. And that's fine. Uh, again, end of the day, it makes no difference to me. If there are people who are enjoying being fat, they love the whole fat experience, God bless. Mm-hmm. End of the day, that's all I'm looking for. As long as they're not the ones getting on the internet, bitching about how XYZ doesn't carry their size or XYZ place doesn't have a size seat for them or whatever the fuck. Like, I ain't never yell at no fucking restaurant because they didn't have an outdoor seat for me. I ain't never yell at a restaurant because a booth was a certain size but I guess my and I can't necessarily is, fit in that booth. Because You can sit, I mean, provided that a chair is structurally sound. Right. You can sit in just about any chair as long as it doesn't have arm rests. Correct. So most booths are so very uncomfortable. Knowing, well. I mean, so there's some chairs that even I'm not comfortable in, right. and I would prefer that there's no armrests. Sure. So how, if you have to buy chairs already, how hard is it to get chairs that don't have armrests? Uh, at a. So this is the difference. Armrests contribute to structural integrity. Outdoor chairs stay outdoors Mm -hmm. year round year over year uh and when they buy 20 chairs those are the 20 chairs they're going to have for 10 years unless one breaks um so the 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 more structurally sound they are you know they have to be they basically have to be wrought iron or you know cast iron and they have to be shaped a certain way so that they don't break if you don't have armrests the back is likely likely to break off because they're very, I mean, you see them, they're very thin yeah. metal, but the more connections you have, the stronger it is. So they don't want to buy another one because they only get a discount if they buy 40, you I know, suppose. it's, it's, it, it's a whole complex mathematical situation, but that's, you know, 
as somebody who, even though the average, I will say even the, the average weight and the average size in America has gone up year over year every year, I think. Uh, we are no longer number one, obviously. Mexico took number one spot mm-hmm. for the largest country. Uh, but we are still, our averages are still going up. Right. Uh, I would say in big part because of acceptance, because of you don't have to force yourself into a size six. Right. You can just live. Mm-hmm. And whatever you live is what we're going to cater to. Like, we don't have to live here mm-hmm. for us to, you know, give you... Um clothes and and seating and all this shit something else you have to understand though too is that a lot of stuff has um a lot of seats and things have been downsized to try to get as many people in as possible exactly so like on airlines you know i don't know 50 years ago like it might not have been a problem to fit some of the people that are having problems now i'm not saying that it's i'm i which is I ironic because they didn't have as many of those people back then. I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, but you did. It's just a lot. I mean, you didn't have as many. Right. But you had those people, but they just stayed inside because they knew they weren't welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, so I, I don't necessarily know where to draw the line because on the one hand, it's kind of like if you have to give two seats to a single person, you're missing out on the opportunity to get those two seats paid for you still have to pay for them no well okay then what's the fucking problem <laughs> i don't know there is i guess one. it's just that you as a fat person have to pay for two seats but that that is a problem it's fat um, tax. but i don't know what the i don't know what the solution is i mean at this size and i i am like i said as, even though the average has gone up like the average you know size and weight of americans has gone up I am still far above average in both size and weight. Mm -hmm. Again, I am the cardinal sin of fat. I am, I am fat and tall. But I suppose even if you lost, like, let's say that you got down to like a three X, I think you'd still in most cases would need two seats. And if you were to try and sit in a regular, we went to, we went to California, dude. Yeah. But we flew first class. We flew first class, but like we could get a, 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 a bulkhead seat or whatever the fuck it's called, the front seat. We, well, we went first class for legroom, not for seat size. They're significantly larger. Get out of here. They significantly? Are significantly. Significantly. Yes. Well, then I will continue flying first class. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll fly You're first class. You're probably getting like this much more seats. Get out of here. So like if I fly most... If I fly What's hold on? Airlines, we gotta look this up. I'm usually able to just get my ass in the seat. I would say most airline seats are about the size of this chair. Like, yeah. But then there's armrests. Yeah. I can fit in that, cause I'm fitting in this chair right now. That chair's bigger. No, it's not. Yes. It's not. It's not. I fit you in that also, chair. Also, your hips are going through the. Well, right, but if I lost weight. <laughs> well, I suppose maybe. Ideally, if I'm losing weight, I'm losing it and look, fucking look in my. It, look it up. Uh, uh, economy. Whoa, I don't know what that should. Economy. Uh, airline. Seat measurements or whatever. Seat. Dimensions. Dimensions. There we go. 
Yeah, so like, what's the width? Your seat pitch. Is, it, is that where you sit? That might be how far back you can go. Oh, uh, that's the leg room. How wide is an economy airline seat? You're right. It has been decreasing. Yeah. In 1985, one of the main four U.S. carriers offered a seat. Uh, none of the four main carriers offered a seat less than 19 inches wide. Since the beginning of the 21st century until 2018, the average seat width decreased from 18.5 to 17 inches and sometimes as low as 16.1 inches. That's one cheek. I think I've been in that That's chair. one cheek. Okay, I can't so, do that. So 17.5, right? 17.5. Sure. What, what's, a, what's a first class seat? That's one cheek. Oh my god! I bet you it's like twenty inches. First class. Seat pitch. Well, I want the ladder. I want the ladder to be to be very. But, anyway. but it says international first class. Oh, oh here we go. Domestic. Domestic. Eighteen to twenty-two inches of width. But I mean, like, 17.5 and 18 are not that wide. But I don't think that's what we were in. We were in a larger one. I don't think. Because that was like a 727. That was an American Airlines. That was an old plane. I don't think those front seats were that much bigger than the back. Because it's not like they made room for an extra seat by the, you know, in the back. We had the, I guarantee you we had the same amount of rows in the front and the back. But I think there was just more like first class. It's two seats in back is three on the left, like on the windows. They do. They do like three and two on a lot of planes. There's three in the middle. No. Well, so there's different planes. There's ones where there's two. There's ones where there's typically like two and two and three. Right. International are like five. And two and one or something. Right. The one we were on, I think, was uh, some of them are three and two, some are three and three. Right. I don't know, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. 16. 16. Yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. I would say probably you couldn't fit in sixteen inches. Uh, sixteen inches is probably like Spirit Airlines, and I fit in it, and it's not comfortable. I had to like lift my cheeks. <laughs> Fuck that shit, dude. Yeah. So, if you if you're not comfortable, no, I definitely need two seats. I mean, but that was Spirit Airlines. But no. What you're saying is like I should never get now, on a Spirit. Even now. No, you know I think just for my weight, I should never get on a Spirit Airlines. Even now. <laughs> Flying on ones that aren't spirit, like I'm not comfortable in those seats. Like I will tolerate it, but right. I don't like it. Right. Listen, listen. I, we just we gotta start earning more money and fly first class. And when we go internationally, we'll take we'll, we'll take Emirates. We'll have a shower. You know, you get your own like little cabin. dumbass all right well anyway we're gonna fly emirates and we're gonna have a shower and we're gonna have uh, all the amenities he wants to go to bed. 
I think that's I think that's what's gonna happen. I don't even know if we had a point here. If we got to a point, I think we. I think I think we had a I think we had an interesting conversation. Um, yeah, that's pretty fat. I um, <laughs> I will maybe take the time to listen to your podcast. That's gonna make me angry. If you agree to listen to my podcast, that will be too liberal for you. Which one? Uh, you're wrong about the obesity epidemic, and you're wrong about the uh, what was it? The presidential fitness exam. I don't care about the president's fitness. Okay, but it relates to this in a lot of ways. <sighs> the president is the least important person in this country. <sighs> That's great. It really has nothing, almost nothing to do with the president. Okay. Um, it's a thing you do in school. Everyone does it. It's stupid. Also, it's a, it's a very short podcast. You're, you're going to give me hour-long podcasts, two hour-long podcasts, in, 45 in exchange for my one maybe 30 minute podcast yeah what's that sound oh computer. yeah one of the computers spinning up uh yeah probably we'll see we'll see i mean listen i'm willing to listen to them i'll listen to them at fast speed i'll get it done in one day you you so can it will be half an hour you can listen you can listen to stuff faster i cannot i bet you can i cannot I bet you. I cannot. I'm saying, scientifically speaking, you can. I can, and I will hate. I will be so focused on how much I hate it that I won't actually learn anything. That's fair. You should try the fast reading. Maybe. You should try the fast reading. That'll be interesting. Okay. That's going to be it for this one. Uh, If you listened uh, this far, uh, if you watched this far, we're going to just do this on YouTube. If you're listening, uh, if you are somehow a listener of this podcast and I don't know about it, uh, drop a comment on the YouTube video that's on T3G Tangents podcast, T3G Tangents YouTube channel. Drop a comment on this video, uh, and I will personally send you uh, a $10 Amazon gift card. Uh, first five people, uh, uh, if five people show up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so because I appreciate anybody that gets this far and listens to the whole thing, uh, I appreciate you. That's going to be it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll see you in the next one.